0: podcast we are running and we are uh we're golden i, I don't have even that any rocks i'm just straight meat oh god yeah. that's unnecessary who did yeah. oh thank you Spirit. there you go well done <laughs> always and, uh, smith always welcome to podcast number 298
1: 298 wow. we're, Two getting, we're getting there 100 yeah it's very close um i've had several people hit me up that are willing to drive seven plus hours to make it here for the 300th podcast oh that'd be fun oh, shit. Yeah. yeah wow yeah Dan from Cincy, a okay. couple other guys. Like they're like, "Hey, what are you guys doing for the 300th?" I'm like, "I don't know." Phil hasn't mentioned anything. We'll man. drive up, man.
0: We should. Wow. yeah we'll, we'll make a party. I don't, I don't even know absolutely. if I'll be
2: here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows that what we'll have going like on by then. Really the uh, and to my immediate <laughs> left, Chris Smith, and to his, to do better. Should, and, should. Should. and to his, Steve Holford. <laughs> thank you very much, and oh, <laughs> Johnny Mac. No, <laughs> Just wait oh for no! That perfect moment when oh, you had that bottle up. That thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And to his left, Nick DeVito. And uh, Steve Sleepy. And your humble narrator, Full Waters, got back into town this morning at 0600. Uh, what Impressive. I woke up yesterday in uh, a little town called Fargo, North Dakota. No wow. shit. And so I drove from Fargo to here in one setting. Uh, it's far. I yeah. mean, uh, that's that's a hike. And I had to stop in Minneapolis to pick a bike up. And so I stopped in Minneapolis, and then the goal was... I despise Chicago traffic. So, no matter what happens, I don't like driving in Chicago traffic. And no matter which way you go, you it's got Chicago bad. traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always bad. And so, for me, it was a life goal to make sure that I could not experience Chicago traffic. So, I had to time my trip out so that I left uh, Minneapolis at about 4 or 5 p.m. And then there's time changes in there too, because, you know, when you're in. Uh, when you're in Fargo, you got like two time zones. You're two time zones away from Cleveland. So, all that beautiful time you picked up heading west, you're now giving it all back as you head east. So, that was a that was a tough one. And on this trip I did uh, 6273 miles. So, this is a pretty good trip. So, I did Cleveland to Phoenix and then Phoenix up to Glacier National Park and then Glacier National Park to Minneapolis and then Minneapolis to Cleveland. It looked amazing. Man. It was a great trip.
3: So what time of the day did you go through Chicago? Midnight.
0: Perfect. So, yeah, perfect time. So I I never dropped below 70 miles an hour.
4: Nice.
0: So from, you know, you get into that the you know the traffic the dan ryan and all that crap 94 going into chicago and i was just 70 to 70 to 85 miles an hour the that's whole way. amazing
1: because usually you go through gary indiana yeah then you hit like you know you can start to see the city mm-hmm. and you get all excited and then it's like boom two yeah, hours yeah, of traffic just sitting there. and this was just flying and i mean
0: i was flying and the funny thing is i'm doing this trip in a Ford Econ line 350 with all the seats taken out so it's got a i got a mattress on the floor and i've got room in the back for un, a motorcycle and then i got a versa hall with me in case i got another one right and the first uh first two nights on my trip i was like i'm just gonna sleep in the van there's no reason for me to get a hotel room mm-hmm. and i did and the first two nights were just amazing so good and it's the right temperature it's the end of september so, so you were out. you were just boondocking find a place park. Yeah. and yep. that's what it did i was boondocking and i got to sit i got to set up at some gorgeous spots there's a place called marble canyon uh, it's right by the navajo river and there's a navajo bridge and you you cross and you're heading uh northbound on route 89 and you go past that navajo bridge you'll know you're there because it's the only bridge you're going over a crevasse that's like part of the grand canyon network of stuff navajo river big and then you go over this river And then you hook a left, and right there is just a wall of this amazing multicolored rock. It's just beautiful. And you could park 2018 wheelers there, just where the road curves and the river's there. And I pulled the van in, had this amazing wall of color behind me, and just that was my room for the night. Uh, It's just open parking there? Yeah, open parking, wide open. And there could have been any number of us camped out there, and nobody would have said boo. Because there's just nothing there. It's just next to the road.
1: Where where were you when like four wheelers were blowing by on the street? So that was in uh,
0: that was when I had made it to Great Falls. Okay. So that was all the way up in Great Falls, Montana. And in Montana, you can get a license plate. It's a motorcycle plate wow. for the back of your quad. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a shit what tires you're running. They don't give a shit how big it is or, or nothing. Really? And there's nobody's wearing a helmet. Yeah. People I saw are that. wearing flip-flops and when you go downtown to like target or walmart or something there's 20 or 30 quads in the parking lot (laughs) so a quad there is just a car it's just a motorcycle or whatever and it is tough to get used to it because you're riding along and a quad will pass you yeah you know and they're not on street tires they're on just these big dumb you know mostly honestly they're mostly worn out knobbies right because people are using them on the street more than they're using them in the woods right And I couldn't tell whether, like in Ohio, we have farm plates and you can get a farm plate on virtually anything and ride it into town. Well, I couldn't tell if these were farm plates or if they're just laws or just that way about Having quads like they're just totally okay with. Hey, you got to go to town somehow.
1: Well, if you think about it, there's probably enough people doing it no matter what. Right? But they're like, we at least should get some money for yeah, this. Yeah, I think you're you right. Know, yeah. right. And, and there is, it is predominantly
0: farmland around there anyway. So that's the vast majority of it. These farms are bigger than you can fucking imagine.
5: Well, maybe, and, Montana also believes in freedom.
1: Okay? I'm sorry. You're interrupting. Right
0: Hayabusa and all of its followers. (laughs) And it's Hayabusa offspring. Yeah, they're children. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you saying, Steve? I said, maybe Montana just believes in personal freedom. Yeah, well, and I think there's a big part of it, too. Um, I'm roaming, as I'm barreling through to get to Glacier Glacier National Park, I see this pickup truck on the side of the road. He's obviously fucking around with a gate, and there's maybe 200 head of buffalo, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, photo op. I got to go get a picture of these buffalo. And as I pull up this young guy you know works on the farm he's just it's just one of these gates that's basically barbed wire with like a couple of sticks in it and he just moves the gate out of the way pulls the truck out and off he fucks right but he leaves the gate open (laughs) he he left the gate open i'm sitting there with my forticon line van and then to my right not 50 to 100 feet away are the beginnings of a herd of at least a couple of hundred buffalo. Uh, now, I don't know if these buffalo are so trained that they don't leave the fucking gate. Or I don't know if he just took them out a bunch of hay or grain, and that's where they're, you know, they're not going to leave that for the world. Right. But the dude just drove away from an open gate. Wow. Like, it was too much hassle to put the gate back up again. And he fucked off to where the, the farm buildings were across 89. I was like, far be it for me to get involved with the man's farming. You know, I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm no master of animal husbandry, but it does seem to me that Open gates is how livestock ends up where it's not supposed to be. Yeah, and no less than five times on this trip did I come around a corner at 80 miles an hour because Montana's 80 miles an hour. Right. Well, even they have a speed on limit on the two-lane
1: roads. They used to have not a speed limit. Yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so, even on the two-lane roads, it's 70 or 80 miles an hour, and I come around the corner and find a cow. <laughs> it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> if the cows are in the road, that means somebody didn't do their job right. And it's like not one cow. There's nine or ten or twelve. If the cows. cows are in the road. Where are the cars?
1: Exactly. <laughs> where the are field? the cars? <laughs> right. Well, was the cow driving a car? No, no. Yeah, okay, was pretty just, much was just, just standing just, there, being a cow. Okay.
0: But uh, but that was a weird thing too. And many times, I took some pictures of signs that said "Open Range." Be you know, yeah. be cautious of animals on the road. Now that right. was predominantly in Utah. Where I'd see these open range signs. So, you know, Utah's a little different. Utah's not really all farmlands. Utah's mostly high desert.
1: What was the other sign? Uh, bobcat crossing or something? Fuck
0: yeah, puma crossing. <laughs> it was a pure on puma. There was no like, it's not a bobcat. It was the the silhouette that people get tattooed on their bicep. <laughs> and it was like, when I saw the sign at first, I was like, I wonder if some fucking Jersey boy is going to walk out with a bicep tattoo <laughs> of a puma, you know? But yeah, that was in uh, Grand Canyon National Park. That sign for Puma Crossing, and pumas are forty-year-olds before they turn into cougars.
6: They're not quite (laughs) cougars yet.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. the 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 wildlife, though, the amount of stuff. I I sent some video out of Mama Bear and her two baby bears coming up to the cars begging. That was beautiful, and that was uh, that was amazing. And that was in Glacier National Park. Oh yeah, there you go. There's some live. There's some livestock crossing the road.
6: Yeah,
0: exactly. Just cows (laughs) Cows wandering around the fucking road. Yeah and uh it just seems like there's an inherent value to a cow like it's worth money so it seems like somebody would be interested in keeping it yeah that's like a a thousand pounds of meat right there exactly so you'd think that you would have a value to that and it would be smart to not let it be out getting hit by cars because i'm pretty sure if it gets hit by a car the value for the cow has gone down dramatically no they have to get rid
5: of it they can't sell it
0: right yeah so that was the so that's kind of you just a lot of weird things on the trip and a lot of fun stuff but the uh Absolutely. Uh, We were talking about Jerome earlier in Arizona. It's a mining town built on the side of a a hill or side of a mountain. And the roads getting up to it are just perfect switchbacks. And at the end of day one of the actual trip, you know, I'm doing this recon for a road race or a road scavenger hunt we're doing called the 89 Grand Caravan. And at the end of day one between Arizona and Flagstaff, you're just like the dragon you know the dragon is basically a place where people go and overpopulate or overcrowd a twisty road i drove many roads getting from phoenix to flagstaff that were that would make the you know they just embarrass the shit out of the dragon so yes yeah, yeah we have more bottles of liquor showing up thanks to chris the uh, all kinds of good stuff and i'm drinking the uh, old forester right now so that's
1: yeah 100 proof well, it is. But you know what? I can tell that it hasn't been on a boat, and that's very disappointing, <laughs> so I can't wait to try this other boat, one, which has person, been on a boat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that is... Uh, the Old Forester is really good for 100-proof bourbon. That is delightful. It is. It's the, uh, it is smooth. So it's great. So I do recommend everybody take that Route 89 or 89 Alpha. So, like, 89 is, like, the the route name, and then when they paved it and they made the route better, the old road got called 89 alpha Hmm. so like Uh, the old road that's twisty and complicated so anytime you're looking at a map and you have your choice between 89 and 89 alpha take 89 alpha always is it
1: a or is it actually
0: alpha it's a okay it's a so yeah 89a is the road you want to take because it's going to be better every single time now here's the weird thing about traveling during corona as you guys know from my previous trips, a big part of my trip is I always try to find an amazing restaurant to eat in, an amazing bar to drink in every single night. Right, That's how I shut down. And when you're not doing that, you move a lot faster, mm-hmm. right? So you're not like getting off the road at 6 p.m. and bedding down or getting your place picked out for your meals and stuff. So when you don't want to do that, the only trip, the only room I did, the only place I, bar I went to was the undertow, mm-hmm. which you should look that up, that's in Phoenix and i did that because that is a once in a lifetime experience you have to go to that bar the bar is a story and hmm. so the chapters in the book the book is written and then every so often they change the interior of the bar to match the story and the story is you're in the bowels of a, sh- a ship you're in a you're in a ship and as the ship moves along the adventures you encounter change the chapters of the book that's awesome and then the drinks match the adventures you're having and then the portholes are all rigged with video monitors and it's all done by a high-end video game designer who then writes the story and it's a one and a half hour seating oh, so when wow. you sit down you have a time that you have to be there by mm-hmm. and you get there on time and then when you sit down the story starts that's great and you're reading along in the story and there's adventures and the ship gets caught in the ice or savages attack your ship and you know there's uh, uh spears and arrows and shit coming at the ship and the sound effects are the the crew dealing with that wow and the music is c- consistent with what you're seeing so you're in the belly of
1: this ship so, so when you're there say you're having a couple cocktails yeah. and you're like you know what i'd like three more but your hours up do they boot you yeah they boot you hour really? and a half. yeah you're out wow so this is a dest- This isn't is not- a cover charge. You get in?
0: No, no, there isn't. Now, right now, they'll charge you twenty-five dollars to book your table because of COVID. They're having so few people in the bar, and the bar is small to begin with. Yeah. So your booking is twenty-five dollars, but that comes off your bill. So you're putting twenty-five dollars up in earnest, so that you're going to show up. and You're not going to stiff them on the table. But the way it is is, you literally get like a seven o'clock seating. You're going to be there at seven because that 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 show's starting for the other people that are there. If you're not there, fuck you. You know. And if you're not if you're there early, they let you in. And there's some tiki music playing or whatever, Polynesian music, and serve you drinks and whatever. And the bartenders are all amazing, and the drinks are complicated and exotic, like I like them. So it's great. But that 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 whole thing that you just have, that's amazing. Like that's really really cool. And then they changed the chapters, so
1: you can read the whole book. You can
0: read the whole book, but just know that, like when Renee and I were there last year to pick up that van, <laughs> we went there for chapter six. Okay. And it's an inland river, and you're being attacked by people in the river. I was there for this year's Chapter 7, and they, they're heading to the South Pole, and they get stuck in the ice, and the ship gets stuck in the ice, and they got to oh. use dynamite to get the blast the ship out of the ice, and a volcano erupts and melts all the ice, <laughs> and you got to get out before the volcano attacks your boat. That's very good. Yeah, no shit, right? And It's, an, it's truly the adventurous. Antarctic so volcano. in some way, you're always being attacked by someone or something. Well, you have to make the most of the portholes. <laughs> now, this is where the portholes become That's really important. Research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's two on each side anyway but here's why because the building is a coffee shop Uh. that used to be a garage a two bay mechanical garage like a gas station the grease pit under the garage is where the bar is oh wow so you walk down the stairs into the grease pit and the grease pit they've turned into this boat can
1: you imagine like how much work it took to get that i can't even imagine i
0: cannot even imagine
1: like hazmat or not hazmat what do you call the environmental people had The place
0: is called undertow and you should look it up it's really really special that's awesome now what they're doing is right now they're building another under a a better bigger one because this can only put like 18 people in it 20 people in it so they're building a better one right now but they're not closing this one while they're building the other one so that's great and the whole idea of You can now, normally when you go there, when it's not COVID, they hand you a book and the book has wooden, it's bound in wood and you open it up and it has your drink menu in it, but it also has the the chapters. Mm. So you can read along and you can go along with the story as you're drinking. Mm. And you know, by the time you're done, you've had the whole chapter. Now there's 40 drinks, you know, you don't have to drink this or that, but every time the chapter changes, the drink menu changes too. Mm. So it's huh. really great.
1: So do they have anything for like someone like Smith who can't read? Yeah. Do they have something that he can Well, so now what they do is... rail. So now it's all on
0: your phone. So when you sit down, they give you a QR code, yeah. and you just hit the QR code with your phone, and then it brings the file up, and then you can read it in your phone. And then you get the menu there too, so you can kind of go through there and you don't have to touch anything paper that other people have touched.
3: So I just have it play
1: back to me through my- <laughs> Literally play back, <laughs> yeah, that's all it would do. But do He just watches the- Barney while- yeah, he does while the- everybody else is watching the his story. He does the headphone tour with the Shirley Temple. He said- Nice. nice yeah. Well,
0: here's an interesting thing is, it was 110 degrees in Phoenix that day. Mm. End of September, heat wave, and 110 degrees in Phoenix, and due to the chapter being a, a chap trapped in the ice, they are pumping in fog and ice cold air. Hmm. Oh. So you're down there, and they're, they've got fake snow on everything. All the portholes are covered in sn- fake snow, and the portholes ice up. When your ship gets stuck in the ice, the portholes ice up. Wow, it's amazing. The effects in there are brilliant. That's so that's, it's a really good experience for an hour and a half. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll pay twice. Give me three hours. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, because three drinks in an hour and a half is pretty much your on target. Yeah, and I left there. After three of these drinks, I left there and I was in bad shape. <laughs> yeah, um, I left. I, I would say I wasn't in bad shape. I was in great shape. Yeah. And so Ashley, my bartender, I asked her. I was like, "Well, so where does one go when it's eight thirty p.m. and you're and you're half loaded?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you just make a left and you go to a bar called Little Woody's. Okay. And it's a uh, basically it's a beaver themed bar <laughs> for lack of a better term." And uh, that was turns out that was the right place to go because I was already cruising at a nice high altitude. I'd gotten my wings (laughs) and I went into Little Woody's and their menu is like extremely carb heavy. (laughs) There's like nine different kinds of macaroni and cheese and all. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. soak that up. Soak it up real good. So I went into Little Woody's after that. And then by the time I, I have and i'm not ashamed to admit it i have no idea how i got back to my hotel it's fine absolutely not that's somebody fine. was totally I, fine apparently i called an uber and they came and drove my van back to my hotel because <laughs> that would be the responsible <laughs> thing for it to happen because i woke up and the van was there so that uber driver must have literally left his car there and drove my van back for him. i'm just really got an uber and went back to his
1: uber. yeah you got an <laughs> uber and went back to so, that one yeah
2: that's service
1: um, I'm just really impressed that they're using that much technology in a bar that's in a bar that's the awesome. basement, that used to be a grease pit
2: yeah. Yeah. right,
0: so it does get reviewed as one of the best tiki bars in America and it does earn it, because they do a similar thing at Trader Sam's uh, in Disney you know, mm-hmm. but this is like this takes away the Disney element yeah. and it's very cool It's and it's got, it's got to be one of the best places in the world to take a date, because like, you can't take anybody there and not have them be impressed, right, yeah you know? mm-hmm. You, you know, your score goes up real high
1: You, you kind of hit on something though I think we should all Just pull our money And open up a booze A themed amusement park Once COVID's <laughs> over <laughs> Like all the <laughs> rides And everything Have everything to do With different boozes
0: Yeah That's a good idea Because the tequila ride's going to be real popular Whatever that is
1: <laughs> That's the spinny one Yeah the cocktail really, shaker really,
6: yeah. You get to drink From the fire hose <laughs>
0: <laughs> What is that from?
6: I forget oh, uh, Simpsons or something
0: Yeah like yeah it is a movie thing, yeah.
6: Yeah. Here's but. a beer the beer the beer one will just be fire hoses here. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> can I can I have the boat bourbon, please? The boat bourbon. I'm I, I know that I'm gonna be able to tell that this was on a boat. That's that's the whole point. So somebody
0: this. tell us tell the podcast listeners about this bourbon.
1: Um so uh because Smith said he's bringing these, I looked this up. So the Jefferson's ocean, aged at sea, is literally aged at sea. They have this stuff sitting on a boat near oh, saltwater, Jim, rocking. What, what kind of boat? Is it a barge or is it? It's like, like a wooden boat, I think. A like a a, boat? a tall ship or something. I think it's an ocean it's a tall ship. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's they call it. It's, it's going right?
5: vessel. What? Yeah, so it's a Chinese freighter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just think the ballast t- t- in <laughs> the bottom of the Queen Mary that's parked out off yeah. of L.A. Well, I've heard. It's just, <laughs>
6: I've heard of uh, people like, particularly with wines and stuff, where they they're oh. like lake wines, where they actually submerge. <laughs> they put them in the bottom of a lake. And because of the controlled temperature and the lack of light, and you know, just various and The immense number, pressure? Yeah, yeah there's yeah. just lots of reasons why, for some reason, isn't that's salty. Is, isn't it? It is not its You can a tell a... it's on a boat.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm Damn. telling Damn. you. You it can tell totally. bilge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be it almost like bilge an old later. potato.
4: <laughs> <laughs> an
3: apple
0: yeah. barrel.
1: It's got a nice salty dog aftertaste. It's really, it's good. Nice. That's no, fine. it's good.
0: It is good. Uh, so, would anyone like to guess, by far, far and away, the number one most prolific motorcycle that I saw on my trip? Now, keep in mind, Arizona, Highway 89, through five national parks.
1: Well, if it's following the trend going across the country right now, it would have to be baggers. It is Fucking baggers!
2: Yeah, Uh wow. by I was
1: gonna C 90s but oh. and I th- I'd have to say that well, uh, KLR650. I was saying I the BMW GSA would be right behind it, though. And that was exactly right. Every dude in their fucking outfit and everything.
0: It was BMW adventure bikes were a close second, and a close third, KTM's. oh Yeah. Wow. Camaro
1: KTMs. for adventure?
0: Huh? Camaro for adventure? Man, <laughs> the amount of aluminum boxes I saw was shocking. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, granted, that's the place to use it. Yeah, right. Um, There's a lot of places where you're allowed to ride Mm off-road. There's a lot of places where you can go have fun. There's a lot of places where they have signs that say, from this sign on you are no longer allowed to just wander off and go ride your motorcycle any goddamn where you please so that means from that sign earlier that means you can just wander off and ride your motorcycle any goddamn where you please wow. that's the way i read that sign you're not going to hurt sand no you know and it's <laughs> and it's just millions of acres of territory right. so yeah i was really su- really surprised to see that and the uh i was looking so hard at facebook marketplace and craigslist and so I was like, every city I would be coming into with my next destination, I would just punch it up, and I'd be like, okay, let's take a look and see what bikes I can buy. I mean, a man with a van and a Versa Hall, I can buy two bikes, and I have money. And everything was astronomically overpriced.
1: Huh. Um, Do you think it's because of COVID, or you think it's just because they're all year round motorcycles? No, I think it's because COVID. Okay, I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely because of COVID, or maybe
3: it's just you could have been coming. oh fuck he's got a pocket full they money. could have
0: known I was coming the stuff that people were selling uh, I just sold a KLR here my green KLR that had all the stuff on it it had everything you'd ever want to put in a KLR I sold it for 3,500 bucks right it had a thousand miles on it it was the first year of the new body style and I'm a fucking idiot because that bike everywhere else on my trip was selling for 5,500 bucks wow that's so, insane it is insane and what are they new About that. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea is that people take the new bike and put $3,000 worth of shit on it and then expect to get $3,000 out of it. Well, And you can't get a new one anymore. Right. no. Right. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what I noticed. I stopped into a couple of dealerships on the way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found. Every dealership I would popped into, there were a shortage of bikes. Mm -hmm. I went into a dealership, a bike, a dealership that set up to hold 300
1: motorcycles. There were 21 bikes in there. Real. to to your point though Kawasaki just they just found patents and also things they're releasing two new adventure bikes later this year oh are they really? really? and the one shadow the, all they showed was like a shadowy thing and it kind of looked like the KLR uh uh, fairing and stuff. And everybody's like, please, please don't make it look like that. There's <laughs> never it's that. Gonna, good. Here's
2: the thing is it's going to be the same exact bike. It's still going to be carbureted. It's still <laughs> going to be 650cc. Really cool. It'll be the DR650
0: platform idea. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. like, hey, all right. <laughs> We figured out a way to make it efficient. We figured out a way to
1: make it EPA-friendly. Mm-hmm. But then they'll piss off all the off-road guys, and they'll make ABS and traction control non-turn-offable. Yeah, <laughs> so once you're on dirt, you're just like, fuck! No, but that'll be the 650A. That's
4: right.
5: They increased Alpha. the car bowl. They doubled the size of the car bowl so it could hold twice as much water. <laughs>
4: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it comes, it comes with a, a nice square... Uh, uh milk crate mount
2: already yeah. built it into already the back, back the of it, uh, it. already has like the, 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 the diamond receiver. pattern. Yeah, the yeah. diamond it pattern it for just milk pops crate. right yep. in. Yep. yep. Snaps on like Lego.
1: Perfect. They even tell you the three companies that make the exact crate yeah. you right. want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that's freaking genius. Or just do the body work in the milk crate colors. So it's like you can come in <laughs> yeah. orange and get in blue <laughs> or <red>. pink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Red. <laughs> what color milk crate is your KLR? Oh, there you go. But that wouldn't, I mean, if they're going to do if they're gonna do a new adventure bike. Yeah. Because it is true, I did see a shit ton of KLRs out there. And there are a couple of tour companies I saw where the tour company uses KLRs. Hmm. So they do adventure tours with motorcycles and they use KLRs. So the idea, of course, if somebody drops it, it's cheap to fix. Yeah. You don't even have to really fix it. Right. You know. Uh, but yeah, really, really beautiful places to ride out there. Just gorgeous. And glad it did the trip. So I'm going to give you guys a pro tip for anybody who would like to use the national parks because I like one of the things that most people don't know about me is that I absolutely love national parks. I am
7: goofy Here, here, for here, parks, here. I love right? national parks. Me park. too. I love mm-hmm. national parks.
0: And I think that it's one of the best things our country ever did. And I love the way they're maintained. I love the way that they're promoted. And I love the idea that we can have a place that we can go. Now, recently, within the past three years, the price of these national parks has gone up dramatically. So it used to be twenty bucks to get into a national park. Micro, that's a micro adjustment right there. Yeah. That was totally a micro adjustment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was seriously that was a micro adjustment. It's just a but little. It sounds better, dude. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the. National parks, it used to be like 20 bucks. Now it's $35 to get your car in. That's worth really? it. Now, oh, they, we. Now, now Yes. Now, wow. here we go. We have a national park, and it's free. It's free. A lot of them are. Yeah, but, but can you imagine the upkeep of that national park? On the ones that It's you, nature. You don't need to upkeep it. Oh, boy. Dude. I'm going to tell you, if you look at Zion or you look at Yellowstone, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And charging 35 bucks for a carload of people to come through mm-hmm. once a year, but there it is a trick. So, if you're going to be doing more than one national park, it costs you $80 for a one year pass. Mm -hmm. So, to get a a one year pass, now in this trip, I went to five national parks. So,
3: 35 35 times five, right? So, 140, 175.
0: Math, math. Yeah, so 30, yeah, so 35 by five is going to spend me down. So, if I did a one year pass for 80 bucks, then I could have done. I mean, by the time I did my second and a half park, it's paid for itself. Yeah,
1: that, that's the way museums are. If you get the museum, the Natural History Museum here yeah. in Cleveland, yep. it's like ninety bucks for a family. But then you can also go to Chicago and like all these other so. Oh, that's cool. Things yeah. you can go to all the different.
0: That's a really good idea, and yeah. so that's something that I would strongly recommend to right. everyone. The heck is going on there? Not only does he have LED on in direct configuration, which looks as Camaro as fuck, yeah, but his bike sounds like poop. Yeah, that's not a good sounding. <laughs> that bike. is not a good don't sounding bike. I know what's bike. going on. He's like a.
2: It's like one, mean, one of those those hand clapper noises. Yeah, I was it, it does. Say.
1: It sounds like shit. Yeah, like that guy. I think bike, one of his valves is slapping into something at that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Like, I just think that. Like, Tell like, him to
3: bring that over. We want to do a tech tour.
0: No, right? I, I. I think he just look at that. It sounds terrible. hell that?
2: It sounds like a, that sounds like a flatulent rhinoceros. Right. I don't like think a T-030 sounds better. Yeah. I've never heard oh, anything shit. like that. Wow,
6: listen to that D-cell, man. That, that d
0: great. And it's barely running, which means all he did was he took a Japanese bike, cut the reel pipes off, yeah. and put fucking downspouts from gutters on there. Oh, maybe, like,
1: maybe he's into the whole two-step thing. Yeah, With it could be. Ra-da-da-da-da. Speaking
5: of the national parks.
0: Speaking of the national parks.
5: There's this guy named David Politis and he has a colitis? series of colitis. Yeah. And it, and amazing. he writes a whole series of books on uh how many people each year go missing in the national parks. Oh, yeah. oh wow. It's really, he's a former uh, police detective. Wow. And he's written like he does regional books and everything, but he's got a whole series of books on how the mass number of people that go missing but right. they don't they don't uh, keep track of who's goes. No, they don't. Who keep goes track missing of you at the, all.
0: When you go into a national park, it's they like, don't even <laughs> care. Like, get your thirty-five bucks, go fuck off. Yeah. If your car disappears, nobody cares. Right. You know, if your car dis- or if you, the only way that anybody would know you're gone is if your car was there and it was empty. Right. But in many of these national parks, they encourage hiking these trails that are three and four days long. Yeah. So there's many places where you can park your car and leave your car. Or sleep in your car. Tip from your uncle Phil: um, Just go to the place where the overnight hikers go. Mm-hmm. And if you look on the map, on the national park map, it will tell you where the parking areas are at these trailheads for people that are going to hike off and do a three-mile or a three-day hike. Well, of course, they're going to be camping out in the hinterlands, but you can be camping in the parking lot, right? You know, and enjoy
1: that, and not stay, have to get a hotel room.
3: Stay away from the ones that have the logo with the dead body on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what. So a lot of the adventure guys that live out there, yeah, they like they always have these threads talking about like you know what you look for and how to survive whatever. And they say a lot of times when they're riding, they'll come over a crest, and you'll see all the the the, the hawks vultures. and the vultures yeah. and stuff. And they're like it's either a person or an animal it's yeah. gonna be one of the they're 2 they're not there for
2: the view yeah right yeah they're I there mean, for the meat statistically i think most times it's going to be an animal of course well
1: <laughs> but they say it, so you never know and it's like like so when you see the birds your heart right. kind of goes okay uh, what, what, what are we what, gonna find yeah, right yeah, what are we finding
6: well, i think what? peggy was telling me about you know that it's not uncommon for people just to, like i'm done with life yeah. and walk off into the woods and yeah. take take off their clothes and never come back
0: there were many many places where I could have made the wrong step and been down a 700 foot crevasse. Mm -hmm. Not even a question. Absolutely. And that's fun. I mean, that's rough and that's wild and that's great. I mean, it's cool that there's not a guardrail there. It's cool that there's not a lot going on in Zion. 90% of people that go to Zion park will never get out of their car.
2: They'll, they'll. I get thought you were gonna say we'll never get out of there. They'll we'll never, never get out of the park. <laughs> like, Zion is beautiful. It's not Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. There are,
0: there are tunnels cut through the mountain, yeah. and the road is epic, and it's just great. But ninety percent of the people will car in the one entrance and car out the other entrance, and they're done. But yeah, that, I did this. Every that su-
5: book series, they said that that is the leading place of people disappearing. Though,
0: yeah, okay. right. yeah, well i mean i don't
5: know why but they said that that's like if he has an epicenter of like there's like epicenters of people disappearing and that is well zion is
0: gorgeous and i could totally understand why somebody would get out of their car and fuck off but then also try to climb on one of these giant slick rocks and you know look i got this and i'm wearing my converse chuck taylors (laughs) you know and i just all of a sudden slide down a 300 foot rock into a you know crevice and hit my skull on somebody else's skull that fell down that same crevice Well, and you have you you have
1: inexperienced inexperienced grammars out there instagrammers you know that they're like oh "Oh, I'm going to lean over this thing and take a picture that shit
0: was everywhere I went Yeah, Yeah. absolutely people putting themselves like hey well back up just a little bit more and then I can get my head in the shot with the glacier Yeah, and you're like dude it's (laughs) a glacier it's miles wide yeah that picture's going to look good no matter where you are you'll be fine so, as long as you're not dead. As long as you're fucking not dead, yeah. right? So I really did like that. Now here's the tech tip from your Phil. If you know a doctor and a doctor can write you a note that says that you're disabled, oh? you can get what's called an access pass. And if oh. if 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 you work for the national parks and you are against what I'm about to put out. Sorry, dude. Guy, you. This is the Cleveland Moto Podcast. <laughs> All right,
3: turn down your volume. Yeah, I mean, we rolling are, up on a motorcycle. We are and savages. You have an access pass. <laughs> we are savages,
0: and we sneak into Mid Ohio. Honestly, they're stupid for not selling them. We sneak into the IX Center, right? We sneak into places because it's sport. But if you got a letter from your doctor that said you had a disability, you can get what's called an access pass and an access pass is the only pass for the national park system that is a lifetime pass oh it is literally the rest of your life you'll never pay a penny to get into a national park um you can have up to four people in your car with you and if it's a national park where you walk through a gate and you have to pay money to walk through the gate you can have three people with you hmm so it's a lifetime pass and now for a lot of people who use national parks a lot like me that's kind of cool yeah because you know that would that be a hell of a value there what's your disability today uh you know what if i were the kind of person that would want to do that i'm sure that i could find a doctor to write me a you know so, a, a note that says that due to my metal my metal leg or my plastic knees or whatever that i've got a lifetime disability because i certainly do i mean
1: i have sleep apnea <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got got a a fake this
0: eczema is not going to heal itself, yeah. right? Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I, I have a bad hip and I'm an alcoholic. Those two things usually... Those me. alone
0: would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, but that's an interesting thing, is that for people who are disabled and they want to get this access pass, they can get in the national parks for the rest of their life. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's neat that they even have that available to you. So it's super cool. Mine has an owl on just it. Just don't take advantage the, uh, of it, folks. Yeah, don't take advantage of it. Mine has an owl on it. The uh, But just a very cool thing and when you pass that pass the lady in the booth is like oh this is our favorite pass we like to see that i was like great i don't know why you like to see that but made me feel better so rock on and uh but it's just that kind of a thing they they do have that uh interesting covid has affected the national parks Hmm. you go into the grand canyon national park if you're traveling on 89 northbound you go into the south entrance of the National Park.
1: And also all the bison's wearing masks. Is weird yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they have big
0: masks out over their antlers, <laughs> over their horns, yeah. But you go in the south part of the National Park, and then you see the Grand Canyon, and you move along the you know the road as you do, and go to all these different overlooks, and then you leave out the east entrance, hmm. you know, 40 miles later, 50 miles later. So you go in the south entrance, leave out the east entrance you get right back on 89 hmm. right it's perfect it's not even a detour it's brilliant except for when there's COVID uh. it turns out that a great many of our national parks are adjacent to Native American reservations hmm. right and that and, one is <laughs> and Native American reservations are having a real bad time with COVID right now hmm. they're not doing as well as we are and the national parks have in many cases closed some of the entrances so in the case of Grand Canyon National Park, I went in the south entrance out of Flagstaff, went north, you know, an hour, hour and a half, and then ended up at the south entrance. Drove all the way over to the east entrance to then get back out on the freeway so I could head up to my next destination, which was Zion. Got to the east entrance. I'm sorry, folks. Entrance is closed. Moose out front. Should have told you no shit the east entrance was closed i had to go all the way back through the but wait Grand you were Cayman leaving Park.
5: you weren't going no I, <laughs> I wasn't no because that's i think that's indian land right it is. there it's indian right? territory you have to go through exactly the, like, right it's like 20 miles through indian it's land navajo territory to, all of it yeah and it's all
0: land. of it and it is fucking closed down to you pale face so what about so, the north rim can you even get to the north rim now you'd have to come in from the top
5: but what I'm saying yes, is, you is
0: it, oh was it still open because yes. they closed it so the, that's the trick is so for me what I had to do how it affected my life was instead of me just popping out on 89 out the east entrance I had to drive all the way back to the south entrance drive all the way back down to Flagstaff which literally added three and a half hours to my trip hmm. there is no road that just goes from the south entrance of National Park over to 89 You you've got to go hard to imagine there aren't roads everywhere But you're in the middle of the goddamn world. You're in the middle of the goddamn desert. So there isn't a road there. You have to go to Flagstaff first. And then when you're at Flagstaff again, now you go back up. So now anytime you get most of the way you're going somewhere and you have to turn around again, that's called getting Flagstaffed. (laughs) Because I spent two nights in Flagstaff. (laughs) I didn't want to because of that. I got Flagstaffed. So that was cool. And then the same thing in Zion. When you leave Zion, you go in through the east entrance. You're going to go out through the west entrance. St. Mary's headed toward California. Nope. St. Mary's entrance is closed. You have to do the same thing. Go back through Zion. But going through go back through Zion is not the worst thing in the
1: world. So. Hey, John, did you bring logs? Did I do. You bring a log. Yeah, yeah. Can I get one? I'll get them. Okay. That's awesome. That I mean, I, from all the things that you post and stuff, that trip looks great. I I really hope. I can pull something out of my ass to do that that rally next year. So, now, being on all those roads, yeah. are you confident that a person in a $1,000 car isn't going to mangle themselves? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to rethink this entire fucking trip. <laughs> because when I got to the top of fucking Jerome, when yeah. I got to Jerome, I was like, dude. If I would have bought a $1,000 car, yeah, because, I mean, okay, think about it. 89 Grand Caravan. 89 is the name of the route. Grand is how much money you're going to spend on the car. Right. And Caravan, because a bunch a of bunch assholes of doing ass- it at fr- the same time. It's the perfect name. It's the perfect name. Thank you, yeah. Ben. <laughs> now, that being said, a $1,000 car, yeah. I don't think it would get you to Jerome. If you had a bad tie ride, you'd be dead. Oh, shit. Yeah, you'd be dead. Hell, if you had bad shocks on most of these roads, or you'd be dead. Brakes are probably pretty important. Oh, brakes are super important. <laughs> so I was thinking about. It. I was like, okay, if I started with a thousand dollar car, yeah. step one, three hundred dollars for the brakes. <laughs> right. Step two, three hundred dollars worth the shocks. Right. Step three, oh, 300 dollars for the tires. Yeah. Like, I'm not leaving Arizona. I'm not going to make it to Change Jerome. The
5: transmission fluid too, because you're yeah. down shit. You there's so many in, uh, vehicles
0: overheated on the side of the road. There are so many places where if your car's not in good shape, you're yeah. just not going to fucking make it. When you get to Zion, your car's not allowed to be over 20 feet long. Your car's not allowed to be any wider than 7 feet 9 inches. Hmm. If your car's wider than 7 feet 9 inches, you have to pay $15 because when you get to the tunnels... well,
1: oh, they have to stop
0: other people? They have to stop all the other traffic so your dumb wide ass can go through on your own. And
1: that screws the works what up. What car is too wide? Did they tell you? Or, or well, give no. You- imagine if you're in a dually.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're out, right? My van is 7 foot 9 inches. But, like, if you go to 8 feet, you yeah. know, you're done. And so, and if it's over 20 feet long. So if you want to go get some 23 foot RV or something or some extended long van, you're going to pay... Or 76
5: next, or a yeah, 76 Thunderbird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you got? I got this 73 Caddy. Uh, yeah. Sedan DeVille Broham. Long. It's yeah. got a rear steering. <laughs> and it's got a Continental kit. Yeah. <laughs> so there are there are definitely parts where I was just like, Jesus Christ, I'm driving a 2012 Econoline with 100,000 miles on it with brand new suspension, brand new brakes, and brand new tires. It's about the most dialed-in thing that I own <laughs> by far. And there were points on this trip where I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to back up and take another cut at that. You know, where like that road in Jerome, oh, there yeah. were two or three points in Jerome where I was like, okay, hold on, stop, <laughs> back up, cut it again because the, the van was too long. the most technical
5: driving yeah. I think that I've ever done.
0: The roads getting into Jerome are frightening. Now, here's the, three or four years ago when Merritt and I did this trip, I had gone to San Diego, flown to San Diego and bought a Tundra there. So that poop colored Tundra I had, Chewy, I bought that thing in San Diego, and the guy assured me it was great, but you know, you spend $3,000 on a Tundra, you're not going to get the greatest car in the world. Well, the brakes had burned up before I got to Palm Springs, so I bought new brakes in Palm Springs, but I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to make it to Flagstaff before I put the brakes on. It was really hot in Palm Springs. It was miserable. <laughs> well, when I left Palm Springs and started getting into elevation, I got into a blizzard <laughs> with no brakes. I mean, I was metal on metal. The pads were just gone. And so I was using the rear brake. I was using the e-brake on these descents. And we stayed the night in Jerome. And we made those roads into Jerome on two-wheel drive California tires, which are not recommended for snow, and rear brakes only. That's crazy. And that Tundra with that two bikes, with two bikes in the back insane. of the truck. And it was crazy. It was stupid dump. And then we made it out of Jerome, and we got to flagstaff on christmas day and we pulled into a flop house motel on christmas day and we i replaced all the brakes in a three-foot blizzard in flagstaff because i could have done it in 85 degree heat in (laughs) palm springs (laughs) but it was too hot because i'm a fucking princess
1: now you're laying underneath the thing melting snow everywhere i had to shovel
0: out to get down to the brakes to get down to the wheels (laughs) and then all these people who were staying in the hotel because they had no choice because they're you know you're staying in a $32 a night hotel in Flagstaff. You're not doing great on Christmas. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and we're in there. No, oh, because your expendable income is going to, to uh, fentanyl and... Uh, Dude, uh, yeah. It is.
0: Everybody that I ran into that night or that day that we stayed in that really shitty hotel... and I drove past that shitty hotel in Flagstaff twice and it's still shitty so (laughs) five five uh, years later to not make it nice dude (laughs) scratching his
1: face like what you doing working on brakes I see you're working on brakes do you need some help you know what's funny is every
0: single person that walked up was like hey man can I help you and I mean it's three feet of snow yeah and I had to dig the snow out to work on the brakes on the truck and I had my own floor jack and stuff I'm not stupid but like (laughs) I am stupid I'm working on brakes in the snow right speaking of uh, 22 feet long cars that's exactly what I just said it's Sedan Deville. yeah Yeah. the uh 77 Sedan Deville right there but all these people were like hey it's Christmas man can I give you some money Uh, (laughs) and I was like okay no (laughs) you can't give me money I chose to buy this piece of shit there's two motorcycles in the back of them that I own. Yeah. My wife and I are doing this as an adventure. We just got off of a deluxe sleeper car, uh, meal car, bar car train into Grand Canyon You know that serves you all the drinks you can handle. Mm-hmm. I just happen to drive shitty vehicles. <laughs> well, in that <laughs> case, yeah. can you give me some money? Yeah, well, that was be funny because right. it was like all these people were so generous to me and these people have got three kids in a $32 a night hotel. Yeah. And on Christmas day well doesn't uh, that give you that gives me faith in humanity it absolutely does well, usually, well this
1: whole trip gave me faith in humanity usually the people yeah. that have the least yeah. are usually the most generous Five because parts. they they, you know doesn't mean anything to them it's just mm-hmm. surviving you know like well
0: this to me is the great equalizer if you go to Logan Pass <laughs> Glacier National Park you park your car you're at the top you're as high as a car can go as somebody once said you're higher than giraffe pussy
1: I could I could be yeah. higher than a car
0: yes Well, this is the point. So you get there, and then there's a sign that says you can hike to Hidden Lake. And you're like, that sounds like a great idea. And you look up, and it's all like, you know, it's got like a boardwalk thing, and you hike up. It's gorgeous. And you just start getting higher and higher and higher, and you're now among the glaciers. Wow. And you're not not looking up at glaciers anymore. They're on your level. And then you get to the three-mile point, point, you cross over this little peak, and you're looking down at this pristine lake in the middle of... Mountains and glaciers. Hmm. And it's about the most beautiful thing in the world. You're gonna, it's gonna take you a moment. And you're gonna sit there for a while and you're just gonna fucking s- soak it all in. Now, the road, the, the trail from where I was standing down into the actual lake is another three miles. But the r- trail was closed due to heavy bear activity. <laughs> <laughs> it will do it every time. If you wanna know how to get me to stop going somewhere, if you wanna know how to, be like, you could put a sign outside the IX Center that says "Heavy Bear Activity." I'll no longer try to sneak
1: in. I hate that during Cleveland Pride, there's always the heavy bear activity down on the. That's exactly what I always exactly think about. Bears in bikinis driving Lamborghinis, yes.
0: <laughs> and I did see a lot of bears. So you know, it's not a, it's not, it's not like a sign that's meant to be like. There aren't really any bear. We're just going to keep you away from this shit. We don't want to. We yeah. don't want to maintain this trail anymore. So we'll put a sign up about bear. No, no, there's plenty of fucking bear. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's that time of the year where the bear is super
1: active. Well, and They have to live somewhere, and that's they probably do. <laughs> the place they, that
5: they, they want to do it. Yeah, Sarah, I mean, I don't have a problem with nature. Let, yeah. nature. Let nature like, be nature, man. And
6: you're a stranger
0: there. I man. was in too a close city, kill to everything. a big...
6: I'll, be, I'll just be happy to have a 44
0: Magnum on my hip. I was too close to a bull elk. Out of control. <laughs> and a bull elk and like nine or 10 does, and I didn't know they did this, but in the town of Mammoth... Um, outside of Yellowstone or on your way out of Yellowstone, I guess the bull elk have taken over this town. I mean, they're they're just... You can't do anything about it. These things are nine feet tall. They're gigantic. This makes a Ohio deer look like a fucking kitty cat. You know no. what about
5: the butch elk?
0: Yeah, the butch elk, right? Yeah, yeah, the bull elk. This thing's monster. Well, what I didn't know That's is the when way, they're... My cousin
5: owns a condo in,
0: yeah. in Mammoth. In Mammoth. Yeah. When... They are threatened. They make a sound that sounds like a four year old girl screaming. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and any of you who've had daughters know that there is a point where your daughter is inconsolable. Oh, yeah. And she makes a scream that she's just inconsolable and you're not going to get anything else out of the situation. Yep. That is the exact noise that comes out of a 600 pound or 900 pound giant bull elk. So wow. I'm over here. On the other, you know, other side of town, pulling in, reading my map or whatever, and I hear this, ah, I'm like, "Fucking control your kids!" Yeah, you <laughs> know. And I hear it again, and I hear it again, and I'm like, "Man, that chick is that that chick is very persistent." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So it's dark out. I mean, it's late, and I see this RV with its headlights on, and I look in the light of the headlights, and there's this monster animal. And then I see all the other monster animals laying in the ground next to it. (laughs) That animal is defending itself. It's yelling, saying, get the fuck away from me. And the people have spotlights out. They're spotlighting it and everything else. Well, fuck me running. That is a very strange defensive mechanism. It sounds just like a child screaming. No doubt about it. Fucking weird. Yeah. like Uh,
5: seagulls, too. They sound like little babies. Oh, my God.
0: This was so creepy.
5: did you hear a bigfoot that's what i want to know no i didn't
0: i didn't hear or see anything resembling a bigfoot but at the top of logan pass after hiking three miles horizontally and unknown thousands of feet vertically probably five thousand foot elevation change Mm -hmm. nobody up there is political good nobody up there is wearing a red hat or a blue hat or anything thank god they are just super cool and everybody's just like hey was that fucking great or when you're hiking up there and people are hiking down people are like hey hang in there it's another half mile you're closer than you think you are Don't freak out. Don't give up yet. It's totally worth it. When you get up there, you're going to be thrilled that you hiked that last half mile because it's steep. It's a hard climb. You could roll down the hill. Oh, you roll down (laughs) that hill. There are points where I made the mistake. I was like, I hear water running. I'm going to look over and see where that water's running. Take one more step, 600-foot drop. Jeez. You know, no fence, no guardrail, no nothing. Just 600-foot drop. And loose, like weird, try to grab it with your hand. It just falls apart, you know. You know, it's like a rock. It looks like a rock, and you grab it with your hand, and it turns out it's just shale. Shale, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just shale, just falls apart.
1: And then you got to cut your own arm off with a razor pocket knife. Again, and- always yeah. have a Gerber tool. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. very good, very good tech tip. Always have good a Gerber hand. tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just. But anyway, that was it. I was noticing that everybody was very cheerful. Everyone was very happy to be around each other. Everyone was very much like, "You did it!" And then at the top, there was this guy up there with a spotting scope, and he was spotting bear, right? And he had cameras, spotting scopes and stuff. And every person that would get to the top, he'd be like, so how was that? And I'm like, man, that, that, that was something. But you know what? You don't have COVID. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have COVID, that's great. And he's like, no, seriously, if you had COVID, there's no way you could have yeah, made that right, climb. Right, yeah, right, like, right. That's a good that's point. That's your test. That's yeah. an excellent mm-hmm. point. There is no way. If I would have had a head cold, I couldn't have made that. How long was the hike? The hike is six miles. So,
2: like, how long did it take? About oh, I don't know. Really I mean, I stopped. Incline, right? I stopped
0: seven oh, times okay. to
1: go look at cool shit. Yeah.
6: I guarantee you, the woman that I bummed a light from me would not have made that cough. No, <laughs> oh, she didn't make it
5: a hundred yards down the road.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, dude, I, she, did, she, I double she was,
6: sanitized that.
5: Yeah, me. she
1: was dying of COVID, dude. That's yeah. right. I, She was. That
5: was definitely a dry cough. That was oh, a yeah. miserable yeah. cough. Bro. I looked uh, at percent.
6: that that child that was too big to and be in a stroller. Cigarette. Right
1: that was uh that i was like oh please don't go over there john yeah broom, oh, yeah. broom, broom, so bro is getting everything he can out of the ex-500 <laughs> yeah
0: that is 500 cc's of angry ninja with two right. two up on it two up on it yeah, yeah exactly. and
1: not small people no no, no
0: no 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 so that was cool so that was definitely a, a good a good trip so anybody do any more research into the whole uh polaris uh zero
1: Nope. No, there's been no nothing since we talked to you on the phone that I've seen anywhere. Um, you know, it's an
5: merger, or a cooperative. It's effort? a cooperative, yeah.
1: and, and everybody's. at
0: zero's been very good about it. They've given us a lot of good intel. Um, Polaris has no interest in the motorcycle side of it at all. I mean, that's not even. Yeah. They, that's not even snow something they water and whatever I think. Is what and it. that makes me very excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because snowmobiles that would be silent.
1: Yeah, wow. And jet skis that would be silent. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, they're still. I mean, if they have that, if they're sucking water or shooting yeah. it out, it's gonna, it's gonna make that wah 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 noise. But you know, I don't care. Dude. I live by the lake. Yeah. And
0: there's two things that'll ruin my time at the lake. Jet skis. One is the two stroke. Yeah. So when I go to dive into the water, and uh, some guys just had his Kawasaki four hundred and forty yeah. stand up jet ski from nineteen eighty one, and he's running at a twenty seven percent mix. And I'm just like, it's laying in the water. The oil is just laying on top of the water. That sucks. Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. You're there's trying to swim in that, new that shit.
5: The E Tech motors are good, though. I mean, they are, they, yeah. They're very efficient. Yeah. They're
0: super quiet. But nothing beats electricity. No, no nothing beats When it comes to the idea of getting up out of the water fast... 140 foot pounds of torque yeah. is going to get you yeah. up in the and air. And fast. if you
1: think about it, like being a, a marine thing, mm. you have water for cooling at, oh ready all the time. Yeah. Like you don't have to have that on the system, it can no. just suck right. it in. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a perfect I situation. I don't know
2: what about the the thought of an electric jet ski? It just makes me think that's going to be in a James Bond movie. Oh, of
1: course it is. Absolutely. Oh, well, then they can definitely be submersible too. There's well, no, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know, can absolutely be true. submersible. You don't that's need true. air to run it. Right. Yeah. The only not submersible part
0: is the guy on it. Right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but how many James Bond movies had those electric, uh, yeah, electric scuba s- diving uh, yeah. propellers? Yeah, that's things. true. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Thunderball and all that stuff, yeah. that was all a big part really of the That'd be really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really fast. And like that Honda jet ski I had for a minute, that Aquatrax thing, that was 100 horsepower. That was 120 horsepower. And it was faster than God. <laughs> I mean, it was obscenely fast. Mm-hmm. With the with the zero technology, you're going to be thirty or forty percent more than that. Right. Wow. And it's going to weigh a third as much.
1: So, what do you think? Yeah. Just with your knowledge of, you know, you see the zeros come and go. You see people like Steve who can make one go to the Far. ultimate limit of yeah. thing, and then you have guys that are wrist happy and whatever. Yeah. What do you think the runtime on an electric jet ski would be? Long. Really long
0: because the batteries. So here's the thing: is with motorcycles you have to make you can only carry so much weight right right because the bike you find out with bikes like the energica that bike is well over 500 pounds
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right so for it to have its 21 kilowatt hours of battery in its 230 mile range that bike's way over 500 pounds right all battery over 600 pounds right because these batteries are three point you know you're getting forty-two pounds yeah each battery 3.5 kilowatt hours 3.5 kilowatts going to cost you 40 40 pounds pounds. right so all these zero DSRs and everything else that's 160 pounds of just battery Mm -hmm. well if you don't need to drag around gasoline pints a pound the world around you don't need to drag around like you said the cooling systems Mm -hmm. you don't need to drag around the expansion chambers and the exhaust and all that shit in a jet ski normally it's just batteries and a motor you got a motor and batteries so if a jet ski a normal Yamaha 750 wave runner is weighing 500 pounds 600 pounds yeah that can all be battery Mm -hmm. you can now get that thing and the magic of it is with gasoline motors anytime you're not running the impeller you're still burning fuel right right well with electric motor the only time you're burning fuel is when you're on the impeller when you're literally running the pump so a jet an electric
2: jet ski would just be what a fiberglass hull batteries a motor and wires going to like the throttle and other sensors like you don't need brakes anymore think
1: of an edf rc plane yeah Yeah. right yeah Yeah. 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 that's
2: exactly what it is
0: and so the range on it would be very good compared to a gasoline powered jet ski. So, well, I love it.
6: Yeah, I mean, especially with a jet ski, it comes down to you can't stop somewhere at a gas station. You've right. got to come back home and get gas. I mean, I guess you but, could go to
1: a dock, but also a right. jet ski, a sit down jet ski, would be the ultimate platform for um, changeable batteries. You oh, could have absolutely. a, like, a five gallon yeah. bucket of battery to oh, yeah. Yeah. on the front. Oh, I could pull out four batteries yeah if I could pull out four
0: of zero style battery with their I mean their brick battery technology is pretty amazing. 40 pounds is very manageable right so I could reach down there bop, 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 pull out four of them, throw them up on the dock, plug them in at my camper or whatever and drop in four more of them.
1: Right. and go out for another day's ride. And think about this. they Because, like, you know, basically, it, it, since you're just sitting on a couch, right. that's all an open chamber. Right. They could really place those batteries, like, dead nut center CG-wise. Yeah. It would be fucking amazing. Oh, I think it's great It come up on plane perfectly because they don't have the motor up front or the I, gas think and,
0: I think really when you're thinking about, like, that idea of getting, come on, the whole idea of taking a gasoline-powered motor that has to rev through many different RPMs and make power at many different RPMs, right and put that into a plastic hull, mm-hmm. and not melt itself or burn itself into the ground right when you've got a motor that never gets never uh, gets correction hotter, into the lake yeah exactly burn itself into the lake right <laughs> taking away all those different systems and replacing it with literally a light switch yeah it's fucking yeah. great so really cool. I, I couldn't be happier and from our very first interaction with zero i was like why doesn't somebody have a zero power jet ski
1: Dude, and then you can just imagine Hoff over here. All his sailboats will have a zero-powered like. They already you know, have
0: all that stuff. No, I'm
5: just. <laughs> you know, I'm I mean, saying they have they have sail uh, e drives for for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. sailboats right now and they're super efficient but i'm super just saying for
1: you though, you'd pull in with the you you'd hit the gas and the thing would like go on a roost <laughs>
5: <The> <laughs> not a displacement <laughs> hull requ- they can only go they can only the square go as fast as the hull one point seven times, <laughs> <laughs> Again, times uh, the hull no the uh, square root the of three times length the, hull, the at length of the waterline that's as yeah. fast as a displacement hull can go
7: hmm. Wouldn't a powerboat be like the ideal situation for a hybrid where you just need that extra boost to get up on the plane? Absolutely. Because that's true, too. These boats,
0: the whole thing about boat technology is until you get on a plane, you're horribly inefficient. But then once you get on a plane, you're incredibly efficient. (coughs) And that's another great point is you could just use it to boost yourself up onto a plane. It's really cool. So I, I love that idea. And Polaris is the right company to work with about it because Polaris has so much history with power sports. So with, you know, ATVs and stuff like mm-hmm. that.
1: You 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 know what? You're absolutely I mean, my brain was just working which is weird. Um But no. No, but you're 100% correct because uh with the, the the length that they can run because those hydrofoils the electric yeah. hydrofoils yeah. those things are like good for like an hour and 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, things. The it's
0: idea like, is you have very little hull in the water. Right. Right? And so when more hull <laughs> you have in the water, the less efficient. Beep beep. The up. Uh, now, here's one that I think for the people who hunt, to take a quad, uh, make it oh, quiet, yeah. and to have a quad that was silent, and have a quad that can go through deep water without needing the entire goddamn snorkel Snor- kit <laughs> that you need to have on quads to do that, mm-hmm. for a quad that can drag a deer out of the woods, whoa,
1: hey, Oh! I'm on fire. Uh-huh. The, uh,
0: that, was a, that was a popper, man. Yeah, that was good. So for a hu- to, to be able to take a quad and have torque that you can't even measure, uh-oh. We're flashing. I, I saw the. I saw the thing so jump. I
6: almost,
0: you almost kicked it over. All right. Just so to I make think sure they still, still
5: need to come up with like that's a, that's going to be great. But I still think they need to come up with like a like a shoebox size generator that oh. if you're out in the woods, yeah, you can take along with you in order to like overnight you could charge the yeah. the thing up or whatever. But they need to come up with like a, a lightweight. You know, a high performance. Like well, yeah. Like the the idea of building build. your
0: own power when you get there is always a great idea. But when I use the zero, the FX, and I use it out in the woods and I use it at slow speeds, you know, under thirty miles per hour. When we use it at AMA Vintage Days, oh, I do a seven six, four dude, We use th- three people passing the bike off to each other. And at the end of the weekend, we still have 20% of the battery. Yeah. yeah. You know? So those low-speed applications where there's a lot of regen happening, uh, it's fantastic how long the batteries last. So I think a quad would be perfect.
7: Doesn't the military, military already have some kind of electric quad?
0: So they have the the mmx electric zero now i don't know if they have an electric quad I, right. i'm not up on that so but it does seem like the perfect application and polaris is the perfect company to do it
1: you, you know, know what even be even ridiculously cool yeah it's like basically take the idea of like ryobi or something and have a complete power yeah kit right where like if you want to have a jet ski you pop the power oh kit in, hell it's a yeah The
0: batteries are out. expensive
1: yeah and then you
0: can pull, yeah. put that into your these quad. 3.6 cells could be anywhere
2: yeah yeah all right. take so, the battery out of your zero electric yeah. motorcycle, pop it into your leaf blower, pop yeah, it in well, your well leaf blower. Wacker. Well, it'd be
0: a 40-pound leaf blower, right?
2: <laughs> why not?
0: Yeah. But for your lawnmower, certainly. Definitely, yeah. And for your jet ski, certainly. For your quads, certainly. Why buy more batteries your than you have wheel. to? Especially when these batteries are good for 5,000 cycles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you own four of these batteries, you could literally
1: and power your motorcycle m- or anything. Make a, a home power bank. So right, those then, of us that live yeah. in areas where you can't ride your motorcycle, yeah. you can power your house with. Well, your... that's you know Brandon
0: Nozaki Miller. Brandon's whole thing is he wanted he designed this thing called the power siphon, so that you could take the power out of your Tesla. <laughs> that you ch- wow hello. All right, <laughs> you could take the power out of your Tesla that you got at your high speed charger for almost nothing. Yeah, or the power out of your motorcycle you got at your high speed charger for almost nothing. And bring that home and power your garage or power your house. Or if your power went out in your house, you could come on, honey, run your house. Yeah, that's Brandon's thing. So Brandon Miller, look him up. Mm -hmm. He's made this thing called a power siphon, and it's brilliant because your Tesla is literally just a giant battery battery pack. Yeah, right. So if you take it down here to Walgreens or wherever, take it uh, to work, juice it up. Juice it up at the Tesla station for a couple of bucks. Bring it back. Your house is no longer vulnerable to a power outage. You can now plug your house into your car. Mm-hmm. So That's brilliant. Speaking
1: yeah. of all this electric stuff, because now my brain's once again doing things. Um, I ended up watching uh, five episodes of A Long Way Up. Yeah. 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 And and I I, I and imagined I it was going to be a giant commercial no, about how great everything is and stuff. Yeah. And it's not. They are being very honest and. Um, with what they were doing and how they're traveling and where they are, it changed the dynamic of the trip because they're no longer really enjoying it as much as they used to. Because every day is like, "Oh, it's cold today," and our mileage dropped by thirty-five miles. Ooh. Or, um, so it's really interesting. So Harley promised them the world. The move, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, All right. And they to the point that they were going to install one hundred and fifty-six rapid charging stations from the south tip of. We're south america at, all the way Del Fuego. yeah so they could hit them all and so it was like a week before they're leaving and they're asking so how's that coming she's like um yeah we've had a couple shipped down uh-huh. whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the, the charging stations they needed yeah and so like they get down to the tip of southern america in uh, urshawa or yeah. how do you say i can't say it Iowa, or whatever yeah. and uh and that's, they get down there and they get right the all. bikes and then you know they, they were totally impressed with the bikes because they basically these are not the same bikes these are redesigned no, adventure bikes that happen to have the Harley base kind of Live stuck wires in. that got
0: built into ADV bikes. One-off bikes. Or, or wait, maybe uh,
5: Zeros that they put a Harley sticker on. Well, no, that,
1: here's the that, thing that, that was interesting. Yeah. They started riding a Zero first. Okay. And they ended up not going with it because I think Harley blew them hard enough that I'm they went with Harley. I'm pretty sure right?
0: that that's what happened. But yeah. here's the best right. part.
1: So they get down there and they're about to leave on this trip, right? Yeah. And the, they're like, yeah, stage one charging doesn't work. And they're like, Wait a minute. You can only plug into level one charging. There's like, if you don't have CCS charging. Right.
0: So the way a live wire works is you have two charging systems. You have CCS charging, which is high speed DC charging. And that's literally, that is the fastest type of charging that a motorcycle can take right now. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody else in the world on planet Earth uses level two charging. Mm -hmm. That's the Harley's using level three charging. So level two chargers are ubiquitous. They are everywhere. And then level one is your wall outlet, right? That's, you know, 50 Hertz or 60 Hertz at 110 volts, right? But you wonder if if you don't design
5: the system to work on a 50 Hertz system, I and mean, right. we're 60 Hertz here, yeah. but down there it's 50 Hertz. Yeah. So well, it's, here's what's could kooky that be an issue.
0: Well, it's they- insane because if you take a Harley and you put anything in it other than level three, it automatically defaults to level one. So if you pull up to the level two charger I have here in my shop, that'll charge a zero up in an hour, mm-hmm. right? You pull up there in a Harley and I plug that level two in to your bike. It's going to take it. It's going to fit. And you're going to be like, yay, I got level two. No, you don't. Right. You're not getting level two. You're getting level one.
1: Well, that's what they had to. You're so,
0: charging it like 14 hours.
1: Right. They yeah. had to um, basically take this other machine, take it apart and put the stuff in the bikes. Yeah. And it was like this poor girl, I forget her name. But, like, she basically was in charge of making this happen with oh this other engineer God. guy. And so they pulled it off to the point when they were leaving, they were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it works. But, like, they kept stopping places and their bikes wouldn't charge. And yeah. when they would, it was seriously like a 12-hour charge yeah, for the 12 bike to overnight. Yeah, 14 yeah, yeah, hour you're level one, man. Yeah, level and, one's lousy. And then they started down in the south in winter. Yeah. And so it was negative 32 degrees. And so their bikes were dropping down to fifty-two miles. Yeah, you got no range. So they well Yeah, law, Yeah, yeah then, no
0: range, and it's char- charging. If it's charging at all. It's oh no! They've tra- they shit.
1: they yeah. they 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 were so disappointed. I, I hate to be a spoiler, but you'll find out. Whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But um, without the diesel trucks that they brought many times in that the very southern tip and up through where it got warm, they would never have made it. They they just couldn't have. And But you know what was actually pretty neat was the the, the pickup trucks that they're making in Lordstown now. The rib, the rib, are they the Rivians? Yeah, the Rivians. Yeah. But the two that they delivered to them were prototypes. They weren't even, like, they had arcade buttons inside them to change gears and stuff. Like, they weren't even the real, real interior. So these are prototypes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And once again, like, a week before the trip, they got there, and the guy's like, you sure these trucks are going to be ready? And it was just a frame with nothing in it.
7: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just read today that Rivian is going to build Amazon's electric delivery trucks. That yeah, makes sense. I heard that yeah. too.
6: Yeah. That makes so sense. So what are the the trucks that are supposed to come out of Lordstown, Rivians? Those that's a Rivian. Yeah. So, so each wheel is an
1: individual motor.
6: Okay. Right. What about unsprung weight? Like I was like, why you like don't really want, motors, yeah. Why do you want all that weight in the hubs Normie? but I mean I guess maybe it's okay. It's but,
1: because like um, for off-roading and stuff like yeah. that, like they can control to the nth degree yeah. every single wheel. And then the regenerative factor. So, like, if you only need two-wheel drive, the front wheels become regeneration things to put more stuff into the battery as you're using the rear wheels to push it. So I
6: guess the hub's aren't that heavy that they seriously no, impact and the suspension and I think they're pretty heavy, heavy.
0: Right. Right. and unsprung but, weight isn't really as I mean in our motorcycle world unsprung weight is everything you put a hub right. motor in a motorcycle it's terrible but
2: when the truck weighs 8,000 pounds exactly
5: yeah, I
1: think it's more than that to be honest with you yeah. so
5: so my, my question is okay so California can't even supply power to the state now right and so say half the people in the state start buying electric vehicles and they're having rolling blackouts already. What's what are they going to do? I mean, they're not Extension willing to Extension courts. Play.
6: I read up I on that a little bit too and they're like the the grid provider who's you know didn't didn't count on having, you know, power plants that would power when we can't, you know, when our renewable resources can't power everything and I'm like, well, who's going to want to run a power plant that only runs 6 days out of their worst consumption and you're not going right. I mean, to you're not going to keep a power coal First power energy. plant. Right. you know when you have that you know you've priced them out of the game it shocked me some
0: of the places I was in yeah. that so were remote as points. fuck I mean remote as fuck and there were Tesla charging stations at the gas station so the little you know shitbird gas station out there and there's eight Tesla chargers you know so Tesla spent that much money on infrastructure for I don't know how many Teslas are going to be going through that place but yes for a Tesla owner, but they if can there's punch ever it
3: eight, right there at the same time. What I mean, boy, they're ready. No, but they're that's, ready. But that's yeah.
0: good. I mean, that's good. And that, that's way the gas pump. Be. There were two gas pumps. There were eight Tesla chargers. <laughs> you know, and that was one of those points where I was like, "That's kind of amazing," because I did see a lot of Teslas on this trip.
1: But you know what? So you're you're talking about Elon Musk. You know, with yeah. like things. So he, I don't think he cares because, like, with my job right now, we do a lot of stuff in trade unions and we're going to be going to texas to shoot a video and it's hopefully at the giga factory that they're building yeah so he, he went down there and they were looking for land and it's right next to the airport down in texas i think dallas or whatever austin or whatever i don't yeah. know and uh arlington arlington okay but they were like he was like i need 2200 acres and they're like oh we only have 1600 acres he goes, what's this well that's this company that he's like i'll buy it he bought them all and then he bought like there was something else like another uh, uh, an industry or something like well we can use that to do that. So I'll buy that. He just bought that. And then they were like, well, when do you want this done? He was like 21 right. uh, spring of 21. Right. Now and basically they're like, well, you'd have to have three teams overlapping working 24 hours a day, but actually doing 29 hours of work. In the 24-hour yeah. day, he was like, "Fine, make it happen." Yeah, and he just paid it. Like, and like yeah. they, every time they hand him a bill that's ridiculous, he's like, "Yeah, I don't care." I, I like that guy because he hates Bill Gates.
5: So <laughs> I like him more and more every time. Yes. Everything he does is
1: so much better than. Well, bill he's Gates. one of the few guys that, like, when he says he's going to do something, right, he, he does it. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Well.
3: Well, having deep pockets helps. It me. helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Not
5: like does. I'm going to build a good operating system that that sucks.
6: I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I think SpaceX alone is enough to keep that. You know, no matter how bad the car market could work out for him, yeah, mm-hmm. his space endeavors are going to be a cash cow for oh, years. I'm sure. To
1: come. Yeah, because like there's people now they're shooting a movie in space, and I forget who the actor is going, but they're using SpaceX and they're, they're taking these actors to the International Space Station with a film crew to shoot segments of this movie in the actual space station. Insane. <laughs> it's Andy Kaufman. I feel like that could be done cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Would you
0: believe there's a man in the moon? Uh,
1: <laughs> well, they want the, the realistic... Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, we so... Could... Um, we get emails. That was your Andy Kaufman reference for the week. <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, so I thought you guys had... Uh,
1: can I get so, ice in a boat? Can oh, ice boat? in a boat. Yeah, get some boat juice.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember Kevin from Kansas City. Uh, so Kevin, uh, Kevin is one of our podcast listeners, and he has been, he's been on it. Um, he did mention about Harley Davidson pulling out of India. Yeah, that's that's done. That's that's done. That is it. That is the Street 750. The Street 500. Stick a nail in that shit. It is done. Stick a fork in it. It is over. Uh, that is is not good. He reports that uh, Kansas City, that Harley Davidson, when uh, when Harley Davidson left their factory there, when they shut down that factory, it pissed off the city uh, police department and the whole city itself. And so this the Missouri, the Kansas City Missouri police department, which historically has had Harley Davidsons has completely sold them off and has switched over to bmw's nice (laughs) so it's like well there you go that's so you're going to close your factory in our town and i mean that's what they did they closed that factory down so they could go build bikes in india right how'd that work out for you not well not well
2: that's an awful look
0: yeah it is an awful look isn't it yeah well
1: that's not i mean like as we've discussed many times in other podcasts Well, now they're sticking badges on you know Benelli's Benelli's right. but I'm saying it's not like the first time that Harley's made awful decisions <laughs> right you know yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and when you when you say okay well we're gonna try desperately to sell you the street 500 and the street 750 which nobody fucking wanted right and everyone abhorred it and
1: that's I mean that's just fucking you know, awful I mean think about this what happens when your are solely your company as you you put so many eggs into one basket one yeah. style one yeah. thing and then that thing isn't cool anymore
7: it's It's
1: because
5: when you ride a harley the vibrations give your brain micro lesions (laughs) 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 i I, I read it somewhere (laughs)
4: it's (laughs) It's on the internet and so it has to be true it's gotta be true (laughs) yeah
0: the honda trail 125 you guys guys mentioned the hunter right
1: so yeah obviously everybody's gonna buy that Um, oh yeah that, that's, well, that's what. So Dan from cincy who might come yeah. up on the 300 yeah. and it's like that. So we talked about it a little bit, but he really wanted to get everybody here's opinion, you right, know, and stuff like that. And I mean, yeah, I mean, who's not going to want that bike? Oh, no, it's that, a great
0: the bike. Whole, everyone's going to want it. It's going to be as good as the Super Cub, but with knobby tires. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah. it needs—they need to put that dual-range transmission. On. No, they don't. <laughs> I, you know what? As much <laughs> as I love that dual-range transmission, this is a totally different buyer. Than it was no, back okay, then. Okay, yeah,
5: you're not going to use it in the woods. They're not you? using it as yeah, a ranch right, bike.
0: Right. So back then, when the CT110 came out, they marketed it towards the motherfucker had a rifle scabbard.
6: <laughs> I'll take <laughs> right? twice as much horsepower over half as much reduction any day. Exactly. So right. you just won't That's need true. it. First gear will probably pull you up. That's exactly. everything you want. So I'm just I don't saying, think this is this
5: is. A, as a creeper though, I mean, you want a, if you're in the woods, you want a creeper. Yeah, uh, if you're in the you woods, wanna, you want a creeper. I'm
6: gonna do. have that printed on my fucking headstone.
4: <laughs>
6: I mean, I, I'm just as big. I'm a probably you know I'm a very big fan of the dual range CT90 and everything. But at the yep. end of the day, I mean, yeah. you know, when, one, I, when I've taken it and I've really taken it in the woods and done some stupid stuff, yep. it is pretty
0: cool. Like the one time could, I used my dual could, range was when we were at mid Ohio and I was using it, Larry newberry had bought like brought an ape a Mm three-wheeler so he brought a three-wheeler down and he parked back in hell's half acre with his illegal trailer and he unloads this thing and we're like we're not pushing that all the way and i went got a bunch of tie-down straps and i had my ct 110 put it in low range and that ct 110 pulled that three-wheeler like it wasn't there (laughs) through the mud and everything that was when the low range was perfect
2: yeah no doubt about it so nick how is your ct you you now have a ct 140 right it's fantastic um i today on my way home from work i saw a well i was driving my car and i saw on the side of the road there was a, a leaf blower and an edger and and stuff for you know just in the garbage and my initial thought wasn't to pull into the driveway and load it into the back of my car my initial <laughs> thought was to go home <laughs> grab the ct90 and strap shit to it and get the leaf blower. Oh my God. So I got the leaf blower and it was fantastic. (laughs) You went to get an inappropriate vehicle. I was so (laughs) proud of that moment. To garbage pick. That I I realized it's Thursday evening. I'll, I'll, get the leaf blower and then I I rode through the rest of my neighborhood like a like a victory <laughs> lap, you, look, <laughs> looking for more shit. To- Literally I'm proudly displaying the leaf blower in your garbage pick. Yeah. I'm like if
6: you could get that leaf blower going and use it for some extra propulsion. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Nick's
2: getting blown
5: tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but it's fantastic. I I uh, I think I got it. To, I didn't GPS verify it or anything, but I think I got to like fifty miles an hour. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm the sure inappropriate gearing. The grim, so. the grim would do yeah. fifty. Yeah. And you have a you have a whole lot more CC's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. You know, when I first started off with like the forty the forty five tooth rear sprocket, the like first gear was just completely unusable. Mm. Uh, it was like a low range, um, but. Now that I'm at a 40 tooth rear sprocket and a 17 tooth front bro- sprocket, yeah. it's the first gear is mostly unusable. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so I've got a 35 tooth rear on the way, and I'm hoping that'll that'll speed things up. Is this another one
1: that you made? Yes. Okay. Cool.
2: You made? Yeah. Yeah. He made, yeah, he, yeah, he made I some. I designed the sprocket and I had it laser cut. And okay. I chucked it up on my lathe to yeah. cut the you know how the teeth have the. The the, the champion. F- yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so it works fine. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, well, that's really cool. cool. So what's it like in fourth
6: gear on in, in top speed? You know what I mean. Does it still have a lot more to give? I mean, it's. I think.
2: Out. Yeah, it's it's. You is it getting a red line quick? I don't know what red line is. I, I mean, I don't have attack, and it I I, mean I think you it. supposedly. What really the to Really quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I'll bring you one next week that you could use. What
5: attack? Attack. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. yeah. Just a wire wraps around yep. the, yep. Around, the uh, around the spark plug. Yeah, yeah that'd then, be super okay. useful. Yeah. An inductive
0: torque. Yeah. Tar- yeah,
2: no, I mean it. It doesn't really. I mean, I got it up to fifty. It could have probably done more. I was on a thirty-five mile an hour street, uh, and it was. I mean, I was you know getting to the back of other cars pretty quickly until parts
5: of the valves started coming out the exhaust i mean (laughs) that was one thing that was
2: one thing that i today i adjusted the valves because i it it was doing some weird things at idle where it it would idle fine for a little while and then all of a sudden it would cough through the the carburetor yep and it would just die yep uh so i had readjusted the valves because they were kind of tight are they six and eight on that one Whoa. six in six uh six thou in and eight thou out. um First. six six the the website i i checked said three in five out wow that's, that's tight. tight um that is tight so i i just ignored that i kind of just loosened it up a little bit yeah. and sort of tapped it again you know you can sort yeah. of feel oh, yeah. what it's supposed to be like but yeah um, three in and five out is very tight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite toy- like a toy. Well, gun. and that's that's what the website said it was supposed to yeah. be, and it, mine was tighter than that. Yeah, so I mean,
0: it is traditional with those motors; they will well, tighten. Well, that's well, your problem is they're right. going to tighten with time. When
1: they're super tight like that, sometimes when you go in with three, you come out with five. That's it's, true. Yeah, that is true. It works out absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so, so nice. you guys want to hear? Uh, an not, not, awesome dive from rand yes oh, oh man so wait so in case so, somebody
1: hasn't ever listened before, last
0: set last friday when y'all were when any normal listener would assume that we were making a podcast right um i was on the road doing what i was doing we had already been done on our thursday and so um ran took advantage at like
2: 10 o'clock like we actually no ten o'clock. I think I was I was home.
0: Well, you guys were on the porch. Yeah, um, in the rain. Well, we started early. We yeah, started right. at seven or something. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So I so this was coming in at um, one forty eight in the a.m. in whatever time zone I was in. Right. So
1: <laughs> so honestly, I mean, you were relatively close though. I mean, yeah, compared to I was here, literally. He
0: lives in Portland. Right? Yeah. So he
1: so, was. Like, it was twelve something or right.
0: eleven thirty Well, I 12. don't even. And I, these iPhones. They shift the time around. So it's like this may have even adjusted it since then. So I might have been getting this message at ten forty
2: eight. So it was like two o'clock here. Yeah. Or something. Right.
0: Like these messages probably came in at one forty eight here, right? Right, Okay. But there's, there's a bunch of them. So, but just so gonna, we know
2: he's not dead.
0: No. Which is great. No, very much alive. Okay, good. All right, good. Very much alive and very much
2: participating in our podcast.
1: Excellent. Ran, right. we, we definitely want you to stay alive. Fuck yeah, Rand. <laughs>
0: so,
2: Rand, call, Rand. I just want to say that we want everyone to stay alive. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. We, not just but especially Ran. Ran. All,
1: all Rands matter. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So,
0: he's been, so he says, I've been watching a long way up. There you go. There you go. I've right? yeah, yeah. watching a long way up. I understand... A lot of my guys might say, what the fuck? Long way around. What the fuck is that? It's middle-aged crisis crack for guys. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. for me. I had a bike in my early 20s, then I let go when the kid arrived. I forget how much fun it was. Then happened uh, Then happened on the long way around about 20 years later. Long story short, it, it got me back into bikes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of guys saw that long way around, and it was like, I got to get a bike. Right?
2: Do we Think- know what Rand's first bike was? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Rand, right. text Phil at right. 1 in the morning. Yeah, sure. use tell the hotline
0: them, number and let us know what your first bike was. Tell him what your first bike was. I think we might have gone over, but anyway. But uh, anyway, long story short, it got me back into bikes. But damn, I was drinking the long way around Kool-Aid, as you guys know. Uh, Kool-Aid is probably overly harsh, but as most guys who drank the same beverage found, riding around the world was probably a little financially problematic. I could quit my job, bend my 401k over, call it Nancy, and make it write bad checks but I just can't do that. But he did buy the GS? Yes, he did. And I think that's what most of us long way round guys find out. All that said, it was good to have hope. Hope that maybe someday a long lost uncle that I didn't know would pass and leave me a ton of cash because God darn it, I'm a good guy. (laughs) And if that happened, I'd be ready with my bike to go around the world. But I digress. The chances of that happening are less than me growing a new pancreas. Oh. uh Oh best joke of the year anyway watching (laughs) the long way up that's that's what he wrote i didn't i'm not adding anything to this so i've been waiting for this for so many years have you guys watched it yes well Well, you've watched part of it i haven't watched any of it let me know what you think i have a pretty critical review but i'm reading back my thoughts because i think i'm being super critical for multiple reasons that aren't really unbiased well no here's
1: here's one thing they use the same cameras from 1984 to shoot the new episodes oh they do it looks terrible oh really it looks like the color grade guy was like on vacation it was like they used like because they, they use the same cameraman i mean they used yeah but the thing is is like the technology has Jeff. changed so much that somehow nobody as a, cam- I'm a professional cameraman for a living nobody likes the gopro stock look right if you're a professional, you're right? professional right somehow these guys use cameras yeah. and then made it look made like it they use like gopros
0: GoPro. ah <laughs> to make it look extra adventurous. yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> They don't want any high finish on this. No, no. No flash. No. I wanted to call you guys, but damn this three-hour time difference. My thoughts are super boring via text because I've been drinking my leftover Natterday stock. Yeah! <laughs> we went to Crater Lake last week, and I, brought, I bought the 30-pack. Been pounding the leftovers for like three hours, and I'm still, I'm still coherent. Anyway, Steve H. I've been begging my Honda dealer to let me put down a deposit on Trail 125. He told me that he would contact me as soon as he had some VINs. Are you planning on getting one? I want to be the first kid on the block to have one. The answer is yes. Also, I have a subdivision project where a condition of approval is that I have to evaluate the pump station. I got everything handled except the goddamn wet well. It seems like such a dynamic problem given the inflow and in the pump capacity. Also, I and I is kicking my ass. I don't think I should have to include public streets with stormwater collection systems in my and I. What do you think? The wet well is the problem
1: though. I don't know how to analyze it.
5: <laughs> Well, the stormwater shouldn't be tied into the lift stations
1: that's what I was thinking I was going to say that no but, but sure. what I would say is, <laughs> no I mean use v, just use variable
5: frequency drives in your lift station it's always the answer for everything yeah. is variable frequency drives VFD I'm telling you VFD, yeah, but I'm all, saying, VFD, well, VFD like, all day long if you could run that off your an Arduino it would be perfect if
2: your I and you I is tied, of Arduino Arduino is tied <laughs> in your lift station using a triplex
5: a triplex pump and you better be using
2: Ubuntu Linux of course he better why the fuck
0: would you do anything else
5: yeah you know so what? I would say that if if his storm water is tied into that, he's going to have to oversize the wet well, use a triplex pump system with two redundant pumps and one oversized pump for storm water flow.
1: I would use three personally, but on Unvi- variable frequency, frequency drives.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, <laughs> and if you're a podcast listener, you signed up. Yep, yep, that's right. <laughs> you're getting your money's worth, bitch. Uh, Back to the long way up. For crying out loud, I watched it and said, dang, Ewan is looking old and fragile. Yeah.
1: Fuck you. Dude, Charlie Bowman or Bro- how do you say his Foreman. name? Boardman or whatever. Yeah. That motherfucker, he crashed, had a, rough, he crashed had a bunch crashes. of years ago. Yeah. And then like training for this or yeah. riding again, yeah. he like mauled himself, like broke oh, his man. leg in like 12 places. Oh god. Here's the best thing. I forgot to tell you this. Yeah. So the Harley CEO is the king of all douches. He's wearing like this, like, like distressed leather Harley jacket that was made a day ago and yeah. sent to him. Where and so they're in Germany and he gets like new clothes
0: every day. Yep, yeah. they
1: they fly Charlie out because Ian or Ewan is shooting a movie or something can't make it okay. right, and so. He's so injured that the bike is like 500 yards away. Yeah. He pulls out an electric scooter and stands on it and rides it to get to the bike because he to the can't bike walk. bike 500 yards away. <laughs> so Gosh. he gets on this thing and the, and and they're going for a ride and they have brand new tires with mold release agent. Yeah. And the guy's like, this is Fresh. one of one. This is yeah. like the prototype. There are no existence. Right. He goes to first turn. He slides sideways. He's doing all this shit. That CEO is like losing his oh, fucking yeah. mind. It of was course. great. It was fucking great.
0: So, Ewan's looking old and fragile. Oh, well, he's getting on in years, so it's okay. Then I looked up his age. Holy shit, he's only a year older than me. Which is about our age, too. I think he's younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Terry went to bed early, left me hanging. So I turned on the long way around. I can't describe how great it still is. Within the first two minutes of watching the first episode, my first question was Is Ewan's ex wife Eve still single? (laughs) (laughs) He totally got a chance, Rand. (laughs) Totally, <laughs> I think you're in there, but I think she's French. Anyway, the new and she likes to. She's bad in gravel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the new and old versions are completely different, in my opinion. And so far, does but not. Does she pluck, like the shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, does not pluck the same strings that the original did. I understand time marches on and things change. I just need to accept it for what it is. By the way, Charlie is pro, Charlie is possibly the greatest human on earth. Yeah, he is, and I've listened to every interview he's done. He's very generous with interviews,
1: and he's very affable before if you're listening to this and you have the ability go to adventurerider.com yeah uh baldy who Baldi runs the thing interview yeah he interviewed charlie right before they released it like just a month ago right and it is wonderful like the yeah. guy is seriously a and nice the ADV Dude. writer
0: podcast also interviewed him and he was very generous with his yeah. time with them too. and i
1: mean like but no. the, the, he seems like such a nice guy like well, you know,
5: my favorite part of the long way Round. It's when the cameraman gets a Russian bike. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets the <laughs> Kalashnikov. Like, and he just loves it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I went into Ultra Dig Dug m- Google Mode and found a Charlie contact email. It wasn't him, but it was one of his buddies. Oh, good. I'm sending him a message and told him how Charlie and Ewan changed my life. Something I haven't talked about to you guys about this about four years ago, I was 435 pounds. Wow. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Well done, Rand. Because, I mean, he was a free He's a slender fucking mean dude. dude. Yeah. yeah, that dude was like fucking 200 pounds of spring steel wow. yeah. good for him good for him indeed uh so he was i was in pretty poor health i watched a long way around and it sparked something in me i wanted to do that i wanted to go on an adventure this tv show inspired me to try and lose weight it motivated me to take the first steps i worked hard and had a lot of support but the end result was me losing 180 pounds and probably wow. saving my own life wow. good job yeah, dude no
1: shit yeah well done fuck yeah
0: well go ran Using the contact that I using the contact that I found, I sent that message off. I shortly received a message from Charlie. Wow! It was kind and thoughtful and meant the world to me. I'm sorry for the sappy shit. No, dude, 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 that's the best shit.
1: And and, and honestly, that confirms what I thought of the guy too. So that's fucking great, man. Fucking a, Randy. Yeah, right. And uh, so whatever motivates
5: you, you know what I say. Whatever motivates you and whoever motivates you, it's it's worth it. I mean. Mm James Montgomery from Star Trek, yeah, motivated me to be the best like mechanic, the best track I mean with, for, with what I do oh, yeah. yeah and you know i wish i had i wish i had sent him a letter to thank him for you know making me into what i am but i know dude tommy chong has
1: motivated me to be the fucking <laughs> yeah. best stoner that i could ever fucking be and i
0: am so thankful for
1: that guy so you guys know
0: that rand got a z uh a kawasaki z900 rs yeah. yeah right yeah. so Great he said he's boy. riding a z900 rs all the time he said, the throttle's really jerky sometimes. He has to be gentle when rolling it on or it gets jerky. Does anybody have any thoughts on this? Yes. It's fuel injected and it's mapped and they will change the maps. In the meantime, do a throttle position
1: reset and the bike will learn you. But let me let me, yeah. let me ask you something. Yeah. So almost every review you see of any bike that's relatively new. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, the throttle seems to be snatchy. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. Can't they figure this fucking thing out? Like
0: Because what happens is to make the bike clean and green. Yeah they've got to essentially say at idle it's barely running and then at some point when we're no longer idling, now it's going to become a motorcycle.
1: But why can't right. they at this point, like we have you have computers yeah. connected everything, right? Yeah. Why can't they have a a, a a thing where you pull it up on your screen on the, the bike? Yeah. And it's like Expo on a radio I or something it. where you just like you can see the curve of the yep. throttle and you and can you just dial dip in. it down. Yeah. Right. Well, like, give I, me five points. Give me five points of adjustment to make that like a nice yeah, curve or a thing. But you're or, saying by fly by wire, right?
5: Right, but my Africa twin is exactly the same way. Right. It's snatchy, yep, and it's cable. Yeah, well, so even it's, it's, like, it's, it's, no, what, it's like what Phil is saying. It's, it's cable it's, into
0: a potentiometer. Yeah, so
1: same all, with my Super Tenry That's right. the same thing. They have two cables. But, cables. cables. So,
2: but the cable is directly moving the butterfly. It's just going into a throttle position sensor right. and doing the rest of the so system. So when I, you have, you know, modern motorcycles, I'm just going to say
0: it that way. They have cables so that you have the cable feel because they did try direct fly-by-wire for a long time and it lost the cable feel and everyone bitched about it so they put the cables back in and then they moved the potentiometer downstream of the cable so you still had cable feel the drag of the cable so is it not physically attached Oh. Is that how you have it's a fly by wire? Oh gotcha. No, well, it was, but it was long distance fly by wire. Like so the okay. yeah. So this is that difficult Actually. thing, and this is why it's very tough when we talk about that. People, to say it's fly by wire, obviously you have no throttle cable whatsoever. You have a potent a demand sensor at the throttle, right? Okay, so you're turning a spring that is only there to bring it back. And you're turning that past a rheostat, for lack of a better term, and that's your demand sensor for how much power you want. Requesting. You're requesting. Thank you.
1: Don't some BMWs have this in steering now, Yes, they do.
0: Absolutely. All right, yeah. So when we looked at that system, which was out for a very, very short period of time, only a few motorcycles had it, everyone universally hated it because it was like you were riding a motorcycle video game (laughs) because it was literally you were just turning a knob like you would for your ceiling fan or anything else like a zero and it had a return spring on it. exactly (laughs) now but i didn't get that feeling the solution for that was to put the cables back in so you put the cables back in and on many motorcycles when the cable is pulled the cable is literally opening up a butterfly. The butterfly is opening, and that's letting air in, and the computer goes, more air, more gas. The computer says, we have a a pressure sensor that detects the volume of air that's moving past this orifice, and then we will turn the amount of uh, fueling up in the fuel injector, the squirt's duration and frequency up to match the air that's coming in. So you're basically saying letting more air into the system the computer is matching the air with fuel. Now, that is one method. The other method is a remote fly-by-wire system where your cables come down off your throttle and go to a demand sensor that's just located down by the C- right. ECU. And then that when you turn that, that just twists a knob on the ECU that then says, "Okay, we're going to open this orifice a and given a amount. Servo okay. right. exactly. A servo on the butterfly. Exactly. A servo on that. So
2: that's like those yeah. those drum brake conversions that has the cable from the <laughs> lever to a master cylinder <laughs> yes. somewhere else. Exactly. Right. And that's
0: like all the Vespas that have that. They, yeah. they literally and BMW does that where they have a cable, a very short cable that goes to a master cylinder that's over here. Right. Right. So that's what that is. So anyway, I digress. Uh, but in those situations, anybody who has a motorcycle that's Feels snatchy, what I would recommend to do is first of all, lower your octane down to the lowest octane that you can run in the bike and the bike still performs well and doesn't stall right? Then the second thing you do is disconnect your red terminal, your positive terminal on your battery, leave it disconnected, shunt it out to the frame so you get any battery storage that's in your ECU out. You're basically emptying the, the battery of its capacitive charge in the ECU then reconnect the battery. Cinch is going to catch on fire yeah, here yeah, in a minute. It's good fire. <clears throat> reconnect the ECU. Reconnect the battery, rather. And then turn the bike on. Start the bike using only the button. Don't touch the throttle whatsoever. Because if you do that, then what will happen is your throttle position will reset. Mm. You're doing a, a, a hard TPS reset. And a throttle position reset, I guarantee that you don't ride your bike today the way you rode it when you bought it. You've right. become better at riding your bike. Right. So the bike has learned the way you started riding it and then it was done. Well, if you do a TPS reset, it will relearn the way you ride the bike now. Hmm. And now that you've gotten now that you're no longer a sissy and you're no longer putting 93 octane in your bike and you're putting 89 or 87 in your bike cuz it turns out it does work anyway. Right. If you're doing that and you're driving the bike more aggressively because now you know the bike better, wouldn't it be great if you could reset your computer to the way you drive now? Right. And I think that with most of our customers, when we do that, they're like, well oh, shit, you fixed my bike. It's not snatchy anymore. I'm like, yeah, we didn't fix it. So why do guys the so bike like, programmed itself to the way you rode when you bought it?
1: So let me ask you this then. So why what like um so like for the super 10 race? Yeah, I've never done it because I, I kind of enjoy like the sluggishness of touring mode, yeah. whatever, and then sport sport, and it's kind of snatchy. But a lot of guys get their ECUs reprogrammed. Absolutely. Yep. So they reflash them. Yep. And these guys have software and they build maps and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, is that completely different than reflashing? So what I'm doing is
0: using the existing mapping that the factory put in the bike. Okay. But what I'm doing is most computers these days, most ECUs, have what's called an adaptive parameters uh, window. Mm. And they're set, they're not literally set in stone. They have these high points and low points they're allowed to operate within. But... It gives you a little bit of wiggle room for what octane gas you're running, Mm. maybe what kind of pipe you got on there, maybe what your altitude is, and more importantly, the way you ride the bike. When you reset the throttle position sensor, you do a TPU reset, a TPS reset, what it's doing is it's going, oh, I'm a brand new bike again. My virginity's been restored, right? Mm. So it's like, (laughs) it feels like the first time, right? So what it's going to do is it's going to relearn you. Mm. And what these bikes do is they learn you and they, they hang on to that. Well, the problem is when you first learned the bike and the bike learned you. That was a long time ago, yep. and now you're different, and the bike's different.
2: That's kind of weird yeah. because how is the bike supposed to feel? Exactly. You know, that's what I like about old bikes is it doesn't learn me. It doesn't it's like it's right. kind of right. snatchy. Yeah. It's like okay, that's just how the bike is. You and we get what you get. right, we have done this many, many times where somebody will
0: take a bike and they'll just buy a slip-on silencer. They'll buy a slip-on exhaust. And they'll buy a slip-on part They'll put it on the bike And the bike will run like shit Yeah And the, they bring the bike in And the first thing I do is I disconnect the battery I take the positive terminal shunt it to the frame Yeah And then I Put it back together And then I take the bike I start the bike Using the starting button only I don't hit the throttle at all I do a baseline start Then I turn the bike off After two or three minutes of running I do it again Let the bike run for two or three minutes I don't touch the gas I don't touch the throttle I shut it off I do that two or three times. Then I get on the bike and I ride it like I fucking stole it. Yeah. And then I ride it and I'm like, wow, the bike loves this pipe. Yeah. The bike feels so much better than it did before. Mm-hmm. I call the customer, say, it's done. Come and get your bike. He rides out of here. Giant smile on his face. His spark plugs are clean. He gets better fuel miles and okay. his teeth are shiny.
1: That's what I did with the 135. Yeah. I did it. You told me to yeah. do that and I did it. And, and it, it changes Yeah, it really did. If that doesn't work
0: then look into doing a Power Commander, then look into doing some ECU modification. But the ECUs have parameters built into them that they can change... And you'll be amazed
1: at the results well, without ha- spending money. They have to because yeah. with with it's EFI. Yeah. So we we're we're buying the 135s or the 302s or where, any of the bikes. Do you have EFI here yeah. at 410 feet above right. sea level? 600 feet above sea level. But the yep. same the same bike is being sold to a guy at 7,000 seven, feet. 9,000. whatever, right. It's yeah. got to run. It has to. on
0: on pump gas. Right. A lot of the gas stations I went to were great. I took a couple of pictures. You had your choice: two pumps, 87, or 87 with no ethanol.
1: Oh wow. That was a wow. big choice,
0: eighty-seven or eighty-seven. No ninety-one, no ninety-three. Price difference, ten cents. Wow! Oh, 10 all cent. day long, yeah. I oh yeah. shit. Yeah, ten or twenty cents. Uh, one pump I went to, um, it was the lowest octane I saw on the trip was eighty-three. I could have bought 83 octane gas. Wow. That'd be in high, at high altitude. Super high altitude, yeah. 10,000 feet. Yeah, you, you, know you know what's funny? I was digging through- high octane, high altitude, low octane.
1: Yep. So with my 850s, my Suzuki 850s, I got one of the original manuals and I got a couple of Klein manuals, whatever. Right. The best thing in the Klein thing, I got to winter storage. And yep. this was written in 1981, right? Sure. And it was like, drain the tank completely, empty the float bowls, like do all this stuff or get gas with no ethanol. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like in yeah. the books In like, the book. 1981. Yeah, yeah, well, Shit. this is the fun thing
0: about being out west and seeing the different stuff because you can buy red dyed diesel there and it's cheaper than gas. Yeah. Like, it, so it's a great place to buy diesel and, and just their whole fuel system is very, like the way they approach fuel is very different. Now, my van has a very accurate miles per gallon gauge. And it has been very accurate. I've tested it many times. The best mileage I got on my trip was running 85 non-ethanol. So it's the weirdest thing. 85 octane, which I've got an FFV, you know, Ford, it detects, right? But the 85 octane non-ethanol that I bought, put a tank full of that in it, I got 19 and a half miles per gallon. When usually in that van I get about 16, 17 miles per gallon. Wow. So uh, I picked up two and a half miles per gallon, which two and a half miles per gallon at 36 gallons is fucking 72 miles. Yeah. Well, yeah. 72 miles at you know 19 miles per gallon, that's freaking four gallons of gas. So yep. by getting such good mileage, I saved four gallons of gas at 2.50 a gallon, ten bucks so because that 85 that's a bucket
5: of chicken yeah it is <laughs> see and I, I used to do experiments with this okay yeah and because i think i when i used to fly you know the planes have all the charts on like yep. fuel consumption at different altitudes
0: absolutely oh yeah so yeah.
5: the best consumption was at higher altitude absolutely I mean, they, yep. just the charts show you that yep. so i'm thinking why not take a car and make it like fake it fake like high pressure fake low pressure low pressure, right. yeah, low, yeah pressure low pressure right in order to I make, mean, it make it run performance. in a vacuum at all times yeah. your performance goes down the anti-turbo your mileage
0: goes down. The yeah, so
5: what i did was i blocked <laughs> off my intake yeah and i put a more hole. vacuum no I, I cut a hole in the air box right and I put a variable orifice in there so that it, like the whole, the intake hole for the whole entire engine was an inch in diameter. <laughs> no, to, to, so yeah. that when it, would I had a vehicle running through a Honda Metropolitan airbox. That's my Tundra. It was like, That's probably why my head gasket finally blew. <laughs> <whizzled. laughs> but it did. But
0: but I went from 18 I didn't have any air volume, gallon, but by God, yeah. my air velocity was incredible. Yes.
5: <laughs> but I got, but the but the highest I ever got out of that engine that configuration was yeah. 23 and a half miles to yeah. a gallon yeah. and it would normally get eight, 16 to yeah, 18 wow. but yeah. with you know fooling around and, and uh reducing the uh, volume right that was coming in i got i finally got up to 23 and yeah a half i was getting remarkably
0: good mileage out west it well was, that uh,
6: that's what a vvt is that's what mm-hmm. the kia here yeah has a variable volume intake and yep. so it has veins that close up and and decrease the, decrease size of the, volume, the volume of the, the airbox, intake, yeah. airbox the intake and yeah. actually and then you know at higher RPMs or when you really get on it it opens up and then yeah. that's you
5: know no I'm volume. suing then because it was my idea first.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 all right so back to Rand. Uh so anyway, he said long way up is missing a Russian fellow with a guitar and an AK forty seven. Yes, we're all missing a Russian fellow with a guitar and an AK forty seven. That's one of my favorite parts of the long way around. Uh when they got invited to the guy's house and they're like, hey we're gonna play music and Here's my guns. Rubber, uh, Phil, I just thought of a great game. You need to give Ewan a call. All of us will give an over and under of how many times he's... Eh, shit. All of us will give over and under of how many times he scored strange on the road during the long way around. <laughs> that is, I, I, I pondered
6: that concept. I'm like, to be and McGregor and just yeah. walking around knowing that... Just like, being
0: Ewan McGregor. Right? Like yeah.
6: I know that this woman would probably right. yeah. sex me, and right. this woman would too, and so would that one... It's just, got, I guess you get used to it. And you, you must just understand. Right. You maybe tried it out, you know, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to just see. And then you get like, whoa, then it of gets weird. You're probably yeah. like,
0: no, yeah. it's not as cool as you think. It's, it's probably kind of not. A curse, you know. Well, that and how many of these women are going to chase you down later with some Man. kid that's, well, you know. Yeah,
4: well, yeah right. Yeah. With the elk it was call. Elk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the elk
0: All right, Steve Hoffert, speculator sounds wonderful. I'm happy you have the little piece of happiness out there. I remember going to that area with my first ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> to her father's family cabin in that area uh, her after was this guy that had flown propeller aircraft over Vietnam or her father, her father was this guy who had flown propeller aircraft over Vietnam during the war for recon, then the fucking warthog wow, uh, then taught theoretical mathematics at Rensselaer. I guess um, he said I was a meat cutter so- <laughs> 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 sorry her father was more impressed with the pilot um he was so impressed with me i remember when we first went to the cabin first we had us a bottle of jack we had to bottle jack to jack the corner of the cabin up to make it level (laughs) Uh, i would think that a war pilot flying a gatling gun wielding super mathematician could keep the floor level but i guess not so i guess ultimately Rand, you're smarter than the guy who could fly a warthog and be a math professor the worst, part, the worst part of it is he looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. That said, I hope he's not listening to this. Scares the fuck out of me. Oh, Jesus. He's listening. I think we're going to call him next. Uh, Charlie, I can't believe he took the time to send me an email that he got through a buddy of his. I will always have a very special reserve for him. Sorry, Charlie. Not Charlie. Phil, nothing to pass on here. Total dribble. Just delete and talk about mid-80s nard guards on box bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Way more interesting than the crap I'm spouting off about. BMX bikes, not bus bikes. Fucking Apple word, correct? Fuck you, Apple. You never popped a chub like I did over the glossy chrome sex machine that was a uh, GT BMX bike back in the 80s. Yes, I did. For the record, I had a chrome Murray Baja, which was the first mountain bike.
1: I had a Hutch you had a hutch hutch with the black my gold wheels black and white checkers which might have of like course that, had my whole that life changed to because that. of that fucking yeah, hutch yeah, yeah. And i absolutely. had a brown huffy <laughs> you guys remember how
0: cool it was to have a box bike as a kid with the ultra hard plastic narrow seat boy i do yeah that was he does a box yeah. bike he means bmx bike i
6: had a, a huffy thunder road <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's a, a
0: loaf of bread seat uh,
6: yeah so and i just, busted that seat instantly I, that's how i put a hole in my
0: chest <laughs> remember glass oh. bottles of soda like mountain dew that had a really thin wrap of styrofoam around them what? boy i always get so nostalgic on these rants i just want to go back i'm so tired of working so hard whoa delete 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 i think i want to sell my trusty r1200 gs for something lighter after my last outing uh oh so he's he, he includes a photograph of the vintage bottles with the styrofoam wrap what? around them oh wow because yeah, i do remember those and they did keep the pop hella cold remember yeah, those? they did the styrofoam wrapper on the glass bottle yeah Um huh. uh, kids i need a cold drink and they need to be challenged my great, great, great granddaddy fought to save the union. I think our kids can put down their phones and video games and come up with a day, a day to deal with trash. In the meantime, I'm going to fuel their challenges. I wish my diet Red Bull would come with an insulator. Tastes like shit after sitting in my console for a while. Makes me cranky and bitter. It's called a koozie. <laughs> I'm way more magnanimous when I'm caffeinated. Applicable to motorcycles. Absolutely nothing. The pinnacle of cold beverage presentation. It gets, a ten, it gets 10 stars. I know, it's not helpful to the environment. Steve H. I have a subdivision where I have my sewer line slope at 0.0040. That's the state's maximum minimum. The local jurisdiction is freaking (laughs) out. 004. (laughs) Thoughts?
1: You These need three pumps. Here, right? <laughs> you that's need at least three beautiful. pumps. Need at least three pumps. No, I, I recommend a variable frequency drive running on, on an Arduino, an Arduino. <laughs> Raspberry Pi. You got to run a lot because
7: nobody yeah, would run that shit. Of I
1: would. I would run at least three UV filters on that. Yeah, that's exactly. what I, <laughs> I know for a
7: fact that shit does not flow up here. It does not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've never had the gas and problems that I've They had. think they're going to have to
0: clean out twice a month. They need. Shit to do. They're cracking myself up. Oh, Sorry, clean out the line twice here. a month. Steve, I think we need to start up Grumpy Sewer Guys Treatment Podcast. Um, I guarantee most of the young engineers these days don't have any idea what the fuck's going on. I'm not a PE.
2: Hey, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. This stuff's a Come on, Rand. Nick really is sitting here. He's um, listening to you, God all damn it All right.
0: I'm not a P.E. I've been doing it for 17 years and train a lot of our private design engineers. Whoa. I just snapped out of my work brain and realized I was spouting off about Steve is my shitty brother and I lost focus. Steve, I really fucked up. (laughs) Steve, I really fucked up. I told you I'm not a P.E. I think what I'm going to tell you now can be helpful to a lot of kids like the kids that listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was a bad student from the start. I was way more interested in Knight Rider and Voltron than doing homework. My folks didn't go to college. There was no imperative to attend, so I didn't. I was a meat cutter for a very long time. What a great job. I learned it. I do it. Go home. Went back out. Couldn't cut. Jesus, what the fuck am I spouting off about? (laughs) Kawasaki teased a bunch of stuff today. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, meat Their cutter last, is better than a meat blower. Yeah. I'm just Their that. last video clip was an
0: off-road. A new KLR? I know. See? What do you think? Phil, sorry. Total crap. I know it. I don't feel compelled to talk about any of this. Oh, well, no, Rand. I forward. talked about all yeah, of it. Yeah, how, we many, how, about how many fingers does he have? I don't know. Meat cutters usually don't have 10. They usually <laughs> no, they, have
7: like... The best ones still have them all. <laughs> yeah. uh,
6: My brother-in-law has been a, cutty, a cutter for... 30 years still has all of his fingers wow. still
7: has all of his fingers yeah
0: yeah but
6: he's missing something else
0: my problem is i, <laughs> I wouldn't because i do I, I get in a hurry with things yeah and i know that if i got in a hurry with being in that job i would i'd be done there's no way uh uh-uh. shark gloves or no shark gloves i wouldn't i wouldn't have all my fingers yeah no. yeah that's it well that's Rand. so that was cool that was definitely and that cool. was that was great and uh so and i did want to read this one because this is fucking short Andrew Taylor. Hello, I just wanted to say I enjoy the shit out of the podcast. Dick and fart jokes are right up my alley. <laughs> Hell yeah. I came down from Detroit and purchased a gray 2020 S 150. And he writes in parentheses 150, <laughs> literally one F I D D Y in July from your shop. And it was a great experience. Renee was amazing, made it very easy for me, and the process was top notch under current COVID situation. I would have loved to have a chance to spit rhymes with the shop, but you're all super busy and I'm not a time-consuming attention whore. (laughs) And I respect everyone's hustle in the COVID age of craziness. Hopefully when you allow people back into the podcast to speculate, I will jump in my 91 Honda Civic and bring a six-pack of Ghetto Blaster down and participate (laughs) from Contestants Row. Oh yeah, (laughs) You should do that. (laughs) My buddy purchased a bike from the English dealer down the road over a year ago, so we stopped in to talk to Phil. It was a lazy, rainy day and we went on for over an hour. It was a very fresh breath of air, as all dealers in Detroit are arrogant fucks. Oh, sorry, arrogant dicks. As soon as we left the shop, I needed to sell some shit, because I'm buying a bike from CM, and here we are again. Again, I appreciate the podcast and the shop employees. Thank you, Andy. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, Fuck, well done. yeah, that's that's rock on, dude. And yeah, we As long as he's not buying a CM. <laughs> and, well, if you want it if you come down in your ninety-one uh Honda, bring it on, man. That is that's right where we live. So that's fucking cool. I hope you're enjoying your S150. Uh very fucking cool. The uh but that, that, I thought that was fun.
1: The uh So I I wanted to mention something. Yeah. So you know it's it's a fairly nice fall evening here in Cleveland. And look Pretty at the. It's fairly nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, oh, right? Sick. Right. Right. Look at the For gaggle. October. Look at the gaggle of awesome motorcycles we all rode tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, there, is, yeah. Right. there is. definitely a whole like plethora of different things. things there going is. On yeah, yeah. So I, I rode the uh, the
0: seventy five BMW R ninety right slash six. So we've so so got I, the seventies taken care of. So the seventies right. are definitely taken um, care of. Yeah. yeah.
1: I have a hundred percent nineteen eighty GS uh, eight fifty. the gorgeous. silver one. Yeah. Thank okay.
0: you. It is gorgeous. Your paintwork on that is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It certainly is. I thought it was Chris Smith pulling up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Smith, what, what oh, you, you weren't in day glow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's true.
1: I have I have a strip of it on my jacket. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris prefers all day glow and one strip of something else. Nice. That, <laughs> that's fine though, that's fine. And 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 what else we got? So uh you rode your American, or American? What is it? American, try American.
2: Yeah. What year is that? Uh, Ten. Ten? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, I think we skipped a decade then. Well, what's your band? Well, it's 90s. a ninety-one. Yeah. You know. Okay. So we got the nineties take. We got the seventies, eighties, nineties. We don't have the early two thousands taken care of. Who rode We're the, the monkey? Dogs? Did you
1: ride the monkey? You, All right, right. The monkey. So you rode yes. the monkey. that's modern. Yeah. Oh Smith drove. You drove, right? Because you brought all the snacks and I the got booze. four. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've got it covered. We've got it covered. <laughs> yeah.
5: Hey, I wanted go. to yeah. ride the trans out because it's sitting in the garage at work.
4: Yeah. But I gotta yeah. bring
5: my I had to bring my tr- the dump truck home. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I look at that every day and I'm like, that is that
0: is rapidly becoming my favorite. My, the most beautiful looking bike that I have. So I'm I love that bike on those roads up to Jerome. Actually, I had left Jerome and was riding down. I was riding out. And you know how those roads are just super tight switchbacks, they're they're right on top of each other. And, you know, I got the van and I, I got a lot going on. And as I make this 180 degree climb, this transition, I look over to the left and I see a guy standing next to a white transel. Hmm. Like perfect. And I just yelled at him Great transel! And he was like taking a piss or doing whatever he's doing, right? He's like he's hiding. He in turns the and like, pisses on his No, but he just turns around, he just turns around and he got this giant smile on his face. Like he knows what my motorcycle is. Yeah, yeah. This guy was so happy Nerd, that I could identify his you know, he just <laughs> the dude just shot his fist up in the air and smiled. And I was like, And then fell ah. 700 feet down <laughs> <laughs> <whatever we're> into the <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. And then Phil got the train yeah. down. Yeah. I was <laughs> so and no it was trails. really nice too, it was real clean. And <laughs> yeah. when I was like nice trans help or great trans help and he was like yeah
1: you know that made his fucking day oh, well right. you know when you're on a motorcycle and somebody yells at you it's yeah. gonna go one of two ways right oh yeah yeah
7: it's either like Get they're a making real bike fun bag of you yeah, yeah, right, or, yeah, right. they or they love, they your, love your bike. or yeah, right, they yeah. love your bike that
0: is all there is to it they love their bike
6: I'm not like since somebody compliments my bike or something I'm like what, do you, what do you, you know like nice yeah. bike and i'm like what do you mean nice what do you mean bike? Nice bike? <laughs> <laughs> no it's not for sale fuck Are you, you really saying it's a nice bike trying yeah. To be sarcastic
0: <laughs> yeah and that i mean that's the cool i mean that is the great thing so. so
1: you have a lot of these for sale so if anybody wants one phil has these for sale but my tnt 135 yeah <laughs> went down the street on lee road uh to go get some beer at this place And there was, like, one of those, like, $90,000 super custom fucking baggers. You know, like, the 36-inch front wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A donk, yeah. And so I parked next to him and i came out from buying the beer and there was four people standing around the 135 and the guy sitting on his fucking thing just giving me the fucking he was so angry guy. he's so
7: angry <laughs> everybody's asking whoa what is this what where is do you asking? get it it's it's cool. Cool.
1: and he's got like all day like he has a fucking cirque de soleil show going on underneath the motorcycle yeah, and everything else right <laughs> nobody yeah. gives a fuck They like, got okay, a button dude.
0: fog comes out and shit <laughs> <laughs> no no it doesn't matter you got a chinese 135 and everyone's like oh yeah. you're going oh, oh my god oh, it's so oh, cool it's, i love the
1: green is that oh. is that Oh, yeah. Stock color, yeah. yeah. Everyone's going.
0: Phil going has nuts. those. He has Dude, they're. Those. Um, I will give. So yeah, since you brought that up, they're doing one percent financing. Wow, wow. 1% That's free percent. money. almost. It's free money. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so they're doing one percent financing right now on the TNT 135s and TNT 302s. This is so. not a paid advertisement. This is Phil. not a paid ad. Yeah. If
1: if somebody wants one of those, how much cash do they have to bring you?
0: Not to? much. I I sell all my bikes on five hundred dollars down. So mm-hmm. if you bring me five hundred dollars down, then we're gonna do your financing, and get you set up perfect so, okay, if you don't have $500 in your pocket it's just ethics on my part I don't think you should be riding <laughs>
7: <laughs> I mean look here's the bus other people will <laughs> sell you a bike on nobody down story, right? and right. I can't sell you a bike yeah. on no
0: money down but I think if you don't have five hundred dollars in your pocket, you need to make other decisions. Yep, yep. There's other things in your life that are more important, like food. Yeah, yeah like yeah, food. Yeah, right. Like cigarettes. Exactly. Cigarettes. Yeah. Apparently. Cigarettes, <laughs> you have, yeah. You have Maybe the rent. Yeah.
4: yeah.
6: yeah. You don't need out. to day, drive fast and take chances. You need to get a job and work. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: you do. Yeah. If but luckily fi- when the, the second stimulus check comes out, you will have that five hundred dollars feeling about. Like
0: if you're financing a motorcycle and you Ooh. don't have five hundred dollars to put down. Yeah. Don't. No. Do no. 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 Dave Ramsey would not agree with that. No. No he would not think that's a good program
1: there's no snowball going on there no no, no. no. you need
0: to really get your shit together a little bit so, And I, I mean i've done i've made those mistakes in my childhood where i was just like
1: oh come on it's only 113 dollars a month for the next seven years so i need a group consensus yeah the end of an era might be upon me okay so being that i'm a broken human being and i can't do the off-road things and stuff anymore and i realize that with the quads and things I was on the Super T and I was trying to take it through a bunch of like turns and twists and stuff. And it was like, it was fun, but it wasn't as exciting as it could be. Right. And so I have three offers right now to trade for, uh, 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 the Yamaha, uh, What's the... Oh, fuck. Come on, brain. Brian. The 09. The... the FZ09? No, F-C- not the FZ. The FJ09. FJ09. Okay. Yeah, so right. it's basically yeah. the same bike, but more yeah. road-oriented. Right. It is more... Yeah. It yeah. does wheelies in third gear with no clutch. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a fast bike. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? I, I'm kind of going toward this direction. I think that that's more realistic for where we live and what we do and the so roads
0: and... The one thing about the Super T that it is really good at is it's a touring bike. Right. I mean fuck using it off road as a dirt bike it's really not a dirt bike's a dirt bike
1: it is and if you if you have the time of life to go for two weeks and travel 26,000 miles it's the great bike for that yeah but as far as like
0: an FJ09 is not going to be very good at getting your shit from point A to point B
1: well they have bags I know I mean it's 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 a big upright I mean it looks like a Super T that was on a diet and had road tires oh yeah Yeah. absolutely but it's a three cylinder right yeah. Torquey as shit. Oh, absolutely. They're really good bikes. Right? Yeah.
0: And you, if you stick with the Yamaha, you'll never go wrong. Because no. Yamaha's just yeah. be great oh, 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 my. That God. That sounds great. That is coming out of that little <laughs> Yamaha Civic.
7: Yamaha <laughs> Civic. Wow. That, I'm sorry, that little Honda Civic. I'm going to tighten up his license plate. <laughs> that license plate is so offensive. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's a fail. When you
0: That can't
1: sound good in the car. No, inside the car, it's got to sound awful. That's just. Yeah.
7: <laughs> oh that's awful! Oh, wow. something's
0: loose everything I think that's his I think that's his rear hat I have class. a pair of hair clippers that sounds better <laughs> I do <laughs> yeah that, and
7: that brings up the question why does nobody put fart can mufflers on Prius oh <laughs> man
1: <laughs> I, well is, it's hard to go from a, <laughs> a half inch pipe right. to, to a six <laughs> to inch, inch pipe or <laughs> giant coffee can uh, you could do it yeah uh, but, but I I, I, I it i'm, kinda, I'm a, feeling like this yeah. might be a thing and yeah, like I, 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 it's hard for me to say that but I, I might end up doing this you know and if you're not doing long
0: trips do you it. don't need the long trip bike
1: do it you know yeah.
0: that's it the, the thing that's funny is the sport bikes are just there's no value in them at all anymore like no. nobody wants a sport bike dealers can't sell them they can't get rid of them at the dealerships i stopped at that had like 21 bikes left they were all sport bikes you know so all the adventure bikes all the versys, all that kind of shit that was all gone it's yeah. all just gone the only bikes on their floor are like sport bikes well
1: i'm sure it has yeah. a lot to do with covid because when you're riding by yourself and you can only ride for 20 yeah. minutes when you have to stop for two hours and get your back adjusted yeah, it doesn't work it's well. true and and if,
0: you know, I think that our culture is not like I'm pretending to be Ricky racer. Right. So
1: I don't think that's become cool. Well, anymore. and on top of that. So like, if you go back 25 years, yeah. the most you had to worry about was low siding, high siding, fucking yeah. hitting your buddy or whatever. Right now, every single person on the road is doing something else. Yep. So like you can't true. be going fast yeah. and get it's, murdered. It's tougher
0: or, to be on a high speed bike these days than yeah. it used to be. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. And and there's also just less appeal to and,
1: it. And But the cost of the sport bikes have gone up to the point like the, the CBR 1000RR whatever is like right. $18,000 yeah it is it is it's,
0: true and there's also for for literally one third of the money I can get the exact same performance out of a bike from 2004
1: or how yeah. about this back in the day you got a sport bike because the performance was insane yeah. and the standard bikes was not right but now you can get a bike like an FJ09 oh, or an FZ09 yeah. or something oh, yeah, where yeah. you can still go 160 miles oh, an hour oh my god but you're yeah. not you're not you know you're not sucking your own wiener trying oh, to fucking FJ09 hold on to the head the I had here before I sold that bike yeah every
0: time i would ride it it made me every it would made me way happier than my r1 right so like the difference between the fz09 and the r1 was the fz09 was way easier to ride right and it was way more controllable the r1 yeah i'm not on the racetrack i don't need an r1 right so there's no back straight for me to
1: go 180 miles an hour on so no i don't need that so no yeah. especially when there's somebody texting that's going to just cut you off exactly. and murder you. Yeah. And, you know. and that's
0: true so i did You know, once I got that FZ09, my desire to ride the R1 dropped dramatically.
1: Right, but neither
0: one of them was worth anything. So the R1 wasn't worth anything, and the FZ09 wasn't worth anything. So they didn't carry a ton of value. Well, that's
1: that's kind of everything.
0: Whereas the Super T right now has a lot of value because well, a lot of demand because yeah, it's demand. an adventure bike.
1: Yeah, right. It is. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it'll sell, but like the you know the value. It's a pretty solid standard, seventy five, eight thousand bucks. Absolutely, like right around there. Yep. Like Absolutely. as long as it's not beat up or trash. Where or the FCO nines aren't really bringing that kind of money. No, they're like seven. Yep. Like you know, a good thing. Exactly. And that's one of the trades. Is a two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Um. It doesn't have brand all new. the gear, but it's brand new. It has two thousand yeah. miles on it. Yep. It's yep. not my favorite. Looks like it's primer. It does. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Mine the white. one that I had, the one that I had was <laughs>
0: black and well, gray primer and yeah. black primer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are the colors on the bike.
1: When you said you were thinking about a Triumph Tiger, I was. was I was just like the same bike. It is, but well, they every everybody said that the motor's way better and that it you know it's much more streetable. Yeah. But here's the thing, this guy, it was a pretty good deal. It had way less miles. Everything was good about it. Yeah. He, he, he neglected to say that he was in Utah. Yeah. Well, that's Well, kind that, of a, yeah. I thought
5: he was in Indiana That's, that's what I at. thought
1: too Because on his thing It said Indiana He's like, oh no, I moved to Utah I was like yeah. Well, well that's, that's, is,
0: that's a whole different ballgame There's dude. something I have ethically About trading The world's most reliable motorcycle Which is the Yamaha Yeah For, for a triumph. triumph Right, yeah you know? That's
1: what I I, I was you thinking know? of that too
0: They're like I like Yamaha's. I really. Do. I do like Yamaha's so, too, and I didn't always like Yamaha's, but I think that Yamaha's in the past ten years have earned their reputation as being the most
1: reliable motorcycle you can buy. So, yeah, definitely, especially like the workhorse, like the, the Super T, and whatever. Yeah. But I think that the FZ09 is right there with it. Yeah, there's guys absolutely. turning them in with seventy five thousand miles, and the thing's running perfect. Oh yeah, they're, no they're, valve they're adjustment or anything. No. So, Chris, have you been riding
0: your your Kelly? I have. And are you liking your Cali? I do.
1: Get used to that big girl?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a biggie. It's a big
0: girl.
1: You didn't ride it last week, though. I was expecting to it see you on it. No, no, we went for a ride and oh, he animal. rode his Duster. What do you call that thing? Drifter. <laughs> his Duster. <laughs> <His> Drifter. <laughs> I don't know. 74 Duster. <laughs> <last> wow. six.
5: <laughs> Drifter, sorry. Dodge Duster. Yeah, right. uh, Drifter, Drifter, sorry. Plymouth Duster. Plymouth like... Duster, yeah, there yeah. you go.
1: Dodge dart. Yeah. No, the big question, everyone wants to know though, is did you get rid of the GIMP license plate holder?
0: <laughs> no, he's wearing it. Yeah, I like wear it around my upper thigh. That's exactly. How he <laughs> <is>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just turned it into a, a weirdo fucking, uh, what do they call those? Garter? Yeah. It's Gar- yeah. a weird garter. Or, or yeah. a new COVID yeah. mask. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so I mean, that is a big bike. That Cali's a big bike. And with the uh, hard bags, so that motorcycle has crash bars that go outside of the hard bags and the crash bars do actually go to the frame. Wow. So the crash bars aren't decorative. So the bike has these giant over 35 liter hard bags on the bags on the back, but then they put the crash bars on and made it even fucking wider. So it is wider than that Harley Davidson uh you know, Tour uh, Classic there.
5: So you have to pay the extra fifteen dollars to go through the
6: car wash. goes through
0: the tunnel. Yeah. Zion? Yes. Yeah, you have to pay an extra fifteen bucks to go through the tunnels at Zion.
3: Well, we had to blow out the side of the garage. He did.
0: Says, yeah, it's a big bike. They're 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 wide, and so you have to learn how
1: wide they are. It's when a good looking fucking bike, it. though, yeah. man. It's a good looking bike. Well, I
0: got to learn how to use it. I
3: tried to. There's a little button for the uh, for the heated grips. Yeah. Fucker didn't work for me. Oh really? Oh my god! Yeah. So that, okay. So I, I got to find some sort of a manual to figure <laughs> he out. Turned, he turned he
1: turned the heated seat on. It was ninety two, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Fuck! I'm on fire! <laughs> my balls are sweating!" <laughs> <Take it there. laughs> <Make your money laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. You might have to spend four dollars fixing that. That yeah. would be horrible. That blows well, your whole yeah, deal. So definitely
0: get get an owner's manual and figure it out. Did you ask James if we had an owner's manual? I kicking did around? not. But. Ask him if we have a fourteen hundred owner's manual kicking around. So. But go get one, print one out. Because
3: I can't look at that little uh that little three by five. Uh,
0: Your phone screen?
3: No, no, no. The, uh. the the little book that comes with it. Yeah, it's about this big. Oh yeah, it's small and yeah. it's
0: about one point type. Yeah. Plus, it,
1: you can't it, it, read. It, so those two well, things. That, yeah It's <laughs> braille. It's
0: braille. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, play around with oh, it, and figure that out. That know. bike does. That bike does have so much going for it.
1: You still got the deal of the year, though. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
5: that's very. Well, well very I bounced a check on him.
4: So what, <laughs> it's <laughs> even a better deal. It's even a better deal.
5: Because <laughs> it only cost me thirty-five dollars.
4: surcharge. <laughs> right. <That's exactly laughs> yeah.
5: it. It cost me thirty-five dollars so to buy you know. this bike. Yep. No problem.
0: It's
4: oh, perfect. No.
5: Yeah. And he negotiated that off thing because he was a good customer.
0: <laughs> well, it was very funny that the first bike, I got home this morning at 6. And then I went to sleep and I woke up at about noon or 1 o'clock and I wanted to go take a ride because it's so nice out. Yeah. And so I opened up my garage door and in in this order. So I got the, the uh, Tiki Warrior Vespa, you know, modern GTS 300 sitting there. Super nice bike. And I've got the Versys with all the bags on it. Super nice bike. And then I've got that super nice bike the bmw sitting there 75 bmw and i was like what am i gonna ride and i was like fuck it i'm gonna take the bmw and i was like yeah i haven't ridden a motorcycle in 10 or 11 days and then i realized when i got on i was like why did i pick the bike that has the worst brakes (laughs) it is it literally has the front brake the front rotor on it is like oh no it's wavy gravy man and it is just the the biggest like hook 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 hook, and the brakes aren't great on the bike to begin with, and let alone that with a front brake that is like, if you go at it aggressively, it literally skids the front tire.
1: Right. So, but but you get the oil smell, you get the the it side was very boxer, boxer motor,
0: and I brought my laptop in, so the laptop fit in the saddlebags, which is yeah. you know it didn't fit, but the, it doesn't matter, it doesn't fit because the saddlebag lids close from the front to the back. Right. So the laptop case didn't fit,
1: but it didn't matter because.
0: It's not going anywhere. It's hinged the other way right? Right, right exactly it's not going
1: anyway so. but it's com- i sat on it when you, you, we were all talking before yeah. and it's comfortable oh it's a real comfy. Fuck, bike, man yeah, it's a very comfy
0: bike. you just
3: bring it down lake road then or yeah go on, on the lake 90. road and you get on 90 and you
0: know so for, and then i went down the metro parks for half an hour so you know my commute into work if i take the freeway takes me less than 30 minutes and it's a little bit of lake road a little bit of freeway so it's it's nice and then but taking it down the metro parks and playing around the metro parks for half an hour, forty-five minutes, just—it's a—it's a very fine bike from 1975, or it's—it's it's what so it's exactly what it should be. Did you learn the starting procedure that Dan just yeah, learned about so, his
1: bike recently? Well, so I will <laughs> tell you
0: that I've not. This is not my first old BMW. Okay, and so if you have the Bing carbs, so. Um, the way that they set those enrichners up on those is when you, on the side of the motor, there's this lever that is on on a, has two cables coming off of it. And if you twist the lever down, it's clockwise. If you twist it clockwise, these two cables go in and they open up these two passageways. And the two passageways are just little little plungers, metal plungers. They have little leather seats in the bottom or rubber seats in the bottom. And those are essentially enrichners, Okay. And the trick is, you can't touch the throttle at all. Hmm. If you touch the throttle, you're flooded out. It sucks in 24 gallons of gas.
5: Yes,
4: exactly. <laughs> from, from a six-gallon six tank. Well, it's because, <laughs> it's because
0: the, float bowls, the float bowls on those bikes are very deep. I mean, those bikes carry a lot of gas in the float bowls. Each float bowl well, is like... Every Eight each carb is this big. I know they're big, really dude. big, yeah. That's like, really oh, cool because
7: the, the float balls come off ticklers like a Grosh body cap. You flip yeah. the bar yeah. the the and, and the ball. It, it's and the like drops an old carburetor in a
0: 37 Chrysler. You didn't need any tools. You just yeah. took the, the yeah. banjo thing off the bottom and you, and the float ball came off. So it, throw the gas on the side of the road, the rust yeah. goes with it, put it back on again. I'm surprised they're not made of glass. <laughs> right? So you could see what was going on. That would be That's a good idea. My old cars, I used to have a lot of pre-war cars. I used to mess around with that shit. Yeah. And my 39 Buick and my 37 Chrysler that I grew up with both had glass float bowls. Makes sense. And so the sediment would all get caught in there, and you could look in there and go, oh, it's full of rust. (laughs) dump it on the side of the road. Tractors are like that. Tractors are are like that. Yeah. My old Ford diesels were like that. They had a glass filter, square-cut glass, looked like a glass block window. Yeah. And you could see how much shit was in it. So, you know, it's very practical. When you're laying on your back underneath the diesel on the side of the road, it's not running because you ran it out of gas. Right. That's where you put the diesel. You're running out <laughs> of diesel. But anyway, yeah, on those, if you if you breathe on the throttle, you'll never get it started. So, But on this one, if you just activate the Enrichner and press the start button, it starts beautifully. I mean, mm. it, it doesn't hesitate at all. And it, it needs like 60 seconds to warm up. And then you're off the enrichener and away you go you know off you fuck but they're they're just very i mean they're very predictable but it is one of those bikes that they flood out if you leave them on the side stand they flood out you know they're like they just don't they don't, don't like anything that's not normal the Ural
5: is the same way yeah. but it's got that shutter yep it's got a shutter to uh, on
0: the intake uh no, you, you literally shut a butterfly on to choke it. Right. Like the choke on the is actually a choke. Yeah. It's, it's a like strangulator. <laughs> it's a strangulator. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that thing, you have to
5: be, I mean, there's a procedure there too. You have yeah. to, like, put that thing, but not all the way close. It's to no. be open, like, three millimeters. I was going to say three and quarters of the way close. Slowly push the paddle down, like, I mean, like, gently. Put the kickstarter down and then give it one hard kick, and it'll start uh, with one kick every time. But if you don't do that, forget it, you'll never start it. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, that's honestly, that's a problem with Borscht, comes out the exhaust. (laughs) (laughs) That's a problem with all these bikes that were essentially cleaned up for the American market because in their original configuration with ticklers and stuff, like my old 71. Ticklers are the best. I would. You literally just go into there and you start hitting the tickler on the bottom of the carburetor until gas gets on your hand.
5: Yeah. the French didn't make a good carburetor. I know because it would be the French
0: tickler. <laughs> <laughs> I had a German tickler, not a French tickler, and that was always the best. You You give that thing a couple the of German tickler mm-hmm. scares me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. give that thing a couple of pumps real quick, and as soon as your fingers got wet, the bike could start <laughs> every single time yep as soon as your fingers got what she was ready
1: go figure yeah and that's bike, all you need to know the bike started but my butthole is very sore <laughs> that's exactly it so anybody got anything else no feels like a fair podcast yeah no i think you know what today was pretty informative last week fair. last week fair, we figured out pretty quick that we need to come with more topics oh <laughs> that was that was that remember Did, you guys ran out of topics last week
5: we, yeah we kind of like we there was well, there was chris ran out of consciousness yeah <laughs>
1: oh, that, chris, chris also knocked. Oh, the, the rain on the porch just knocked you out no no the <laughs> booze and the pizza knocked him out and then he also oh. took the mic out at one point when he just like, <laughs> fell over and everything else so yeah that was that i like the fire i do enjoy the I, the yeah. best was he was like sleep you were out and we were like, Chris, take us out. And he was like, what? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right back on the clock again. Yeah, yeah. You yeah know, miss we, a beat.
7: We haven't talked about the cost of the two different whiskeys. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Also, so,
1: also, hold on. So, yeah. going to a review. So, the one whiskey. I need to pass me that, uh, all right. the, the boat whiskey the boat whi- again. So, I need to take you can definitely taste the fact that it was on a boat. That's Fuck my you. opinion. Oh, all right. no way. Uh, this whiskey is aged on a boat with sea air... And salty uh, women, and and uh, waves. And Not if I built them. And, and all the things, and then the other one is just a good whiskey. So the, that's
0: other, one the other one is is called
2: one. Forrester, or what is that? Old other Forster, Forrester. Forrester. Yeah. Forrester.
0: Old Forrester. And this is Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea. Yep. And I and I to to give it its due, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys, a very small batch. Um, on the back, where you'd normally find information about the thing, is just a, a glyph of a world map.
2: Oh, so it, it is. I don't like the font on the Jefferson. The front of the Jefferson. It looks like a. Well, there's four different fonts,
0: and that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. So
7: and then there's a fishing boat, and they don't use that font on any of their other whiskey. No, nope. really? oh, they
0: don't. It's so, a, a mid mid '80s uh, starship. It looks very
2: like late '90s, early 2000s. It does club so uh the, that's with the, how long it's been on the boat
1: with this the, with the c <laughs> one with this one um i found it to be a little bit long and woody with notes of caramel syrup spice vanilla biscuits and some astringency biscuits the finish a might be the strongest part of this whiskey not totally balanced the with bilge. the sweet overpowering and the savory medium body with a light soft texture uh, it's 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 isn't bad, but it isn't great. That is my personal, not read from the internet opinion. Of okay, this, wow. this I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna read you the tag around the neck of this thing, which I did find yet the fifth typeface on
4: uh, five typefaces on one bottle.
0: Wow. All of fonts my- matter, people. Fonts oh, matter, my God, man. So this is Ocean Aged at Sea. This is Voyage Twenty in particular. Ship's log. Oh, so there's oh, a tag geez. on a bit of an elastic around well, the Phil, neck make of the it bottle. So. Captain's log. Make it so. Ocean voyage twenty left port under clear skies and slight seas. There was a chill in the air at forty five degrees, which
6: warmed as the sun Which
0: warmed as the sun rose above the fog. It, it gets better, get trust sleep me. Sleep. It gets better. Bring it. Bring this it. is three pages. Oh, beautiful, oh. beautiful. The ship's log. <laughs>
3: which which warmed as the sun
0: (laughs) rose above the fog bank being held offshore by an offshore breeze as the wind increased and the seas became moderate the bright sun over the ocean gave it a golden glow that shimmered across the tops of the four foot waves and remained such all the way to the north entrance of the Panama Canal traffic was light in the canal and while the humidity was up the temperature held to the mid 80s pulling away from the locks at Balboa and entering the Pacific Ocean the typhoon season was already three months underway (laughs) a season unlike the atlantic hurricane season that extends over a six to seven month period typhoons in the pacific can occur at any time throughout the year ocean voyage 20 was headed south towards the equator and the storm activity was well to the north crossing the equator the season switched from spring to autumn seas were slight skies were clear the temperature remained a balmy 85 degrees and the ocean continued to sparkle like liquid gold with the exception of a rough spot during our run between Elbert and Fremantle, Voyage 20 had smooth sailing up and around the Pacific Rim, back through the Caribbean, and up the East Coast of the United States, and in and out of the North Atlantic. As we docked at 7.40 a.m. in Savannah, Georgia, the sun had heaved over a still golden sea, just as it had upon departure.
1: Wait a minute. I can taste all of that. Well, that every wait, literally every nuance. Yes. every nuance bourbon. that they have this is on bourbon where did it come from per it Pernod doesn't ricard. matter it doesn't matter that adventure is instilled no, 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 no. in this no it doesn't matter it does it matter, really it does does. matter because
0: i'm going part. to read this to you this is the important part
2: of any okay. bourbon whiskey
0: where did it come from perno ricard usa new york new york ah.
2: okay there's that and there's also the fact that they said they went in through the locks to the pacific ocean Yes, they did, and, and they then ended they up back the- to the
1: east coast yes
2: that What's is actual point? right. Right. Well, they it, went right.
1: around the tip and then came through this way just to get that. That's, you guys, that's why I'm this is so you, good. They went now. that extra mile, All dude. This
0: is is bilge. This is literally ballast. <laughs> this is keeping the thing from flipping over. All right, I'll read the I'll read. But I Old like
1: Forrester. it. This is good. Uh, think I think I should uh, uh, take a, some whiskey and, and take it justice. on the sludge
5: applicator and then write like pros
0: like that. Established in 1870, the first bottled bourbon, Old Forrester Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Whiskey. This whiskey is distilled by us only, and we are responsible for its richness and fine quality. It's elegant... Sorry about that, Mark. He had the off-road front wheel. Thank real. you. That was cool. It's elegant flavor is solely due to original fineness developed with cure. No, developed with care. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Robert Smith is involved. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. There is nothing better in the market. George Gavin Brown, founder. Uh, 100 proof Established in 1870, Old Forester Bourbon Distilling Company. Con- oh, we're gonna get this. Continuously cold before, during, and after Prohibition. No, continuously sold before. You understand? Uh, this is literally down to a three-point font on this. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing good glasses,
1: and I can but it. But it's it. not been on a boat, so none of that matters.
0: <laughs> Nearly 150 years ago, my great grandfather George Garvin Brown was the first to seal his bourbon in a glass bottle. Prior to that, really? he used paper bags. <laughs> <laughs> and it was less successful. Yeah. <laughs> Ensuring consistency and exceptional quality. He felt Here's so your slack of bourbon. Take it. He felt so strongly in his convictions that he and signed his platters. name to it.
2: Today, I, I know if you put this in a glass bu- in a glass jar, it could actually make it to the customer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it worked a little better. We used to serve it just in grape leaves.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Hold your
2: hand out.
0: Yeah. Cut them. Wait, does the old
7: Foster have a screw cap? Uh, Yes, it does. Like a good working man. Like a proper working man.
0: This won't spill in the trunk of your car. Yeah, but you can't do
1: this. Hold on. Exactly. Right. You can't. Yeah. Right. This is on a fucking boat, and it does this. (laughs) Exactly. And this one is distilled and bottled
0: by Old Forester Distilling at Louisville, Kentucky. Right. So this is a proper Kentucky Old Forester bourbon. Yeah. It didn't go on a cruise for no reason. It did not go on a literally. A, I like, no, wait, hold on. I don't believe to this nowhere. was on a hold on, hold what on. About.
1: Let me, I would like to see if this has been on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, I guess it has been on a cruise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, so I was thinking Steve should have
6: uh, bourbon that's been mellowed in the uh, toilet tank <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> for the true alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it's at the bottom of the digester. For uh,
5: but I do think, I, I do think
0: <laughs> Jefferson's, uh, I think Jefferson's is literally. Loading these things onto a ship. Oh, yeah. Where the nice. ship is going out and doing commerce, what it does. And well, it's a byproduct of the ship doing commerce. Right. That this it gets
1: is, on the ship right. as a, a $3.17 bottle of bourbon. Yeah. And then it gets off the ship and it's a $150 so, okay, bottle. So, okay, so now how
0: much was our old Forester?
3: $20.99. Right.
1: That's uh, right. It's pretty pretty workmanlike, good serviceable. And this excellent bourbon um, uh, <laughs> example of whiskey is what? Seventy-five bucks. Yes, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Worth every penny in my fucking book. <laughs> now, well, now worth I've... every penny that Chris Smith spent because I would never <laughs> spend that much. On bourbon, yeah. now I've,
3: I've been to the Jefferson's, quote unquote distillery. distillery yeah. And they don't distill. No. Really? They don't. No. They no. just they just buy. They're
0: an MGD. They use Midwest Grain Distilleries. Sir, I don't
3: marketer. know what they use, but right. they buy their exactly. own. They yeah. buy it in bulk. They yeah. bottle it up, yeah. send it out. Yeah, or wow. they've got cherry cask. They got yeah. sherry cask yeah. bourbons. But they're not doing any distilling. They're just going right. yeah, over but it.
1: But as, as very but many this one does have a bottle number. Right. And as many <laughs> yeah. other people have successfully said, I'm on a boat, bitch. <laughs> on a
6: boat. <laughs> I'm just not sure that I mean, normally you don't introduce motion. Into the mellowing process. I mean, don't bourbon barrels sit there for a long time and just age in place? That's like, why they have no personality.
1: They're stale, dude. <laughs> no, that, you need that's that. Not rockin- true. That's and-
7: not true. The, right. okay. the bourbon barrels are moved from moved the bottom, yeah. they're moved up yeah. slowly up to the top right. of the rock house and then brought back down. But I think what yours. John's
3: saying is they're not continually sloshing. Back I and mean, forth.
6: are they supposed to slosh
3: you back know, and forth? There's I
7: mean, some elements in the wood that you maybe don't want to have in your bourbon that you can get right. out of the wood by sloshing it around.
5: Okay. Yeah. Is that why they burn, well, up, like burn them? Um, do they, that's like, why they
7: char,
3: char- them. Right? Well, yeah. so it just aren't... depends on how sloshed you want to get.
5: Right.
0: Yeah. You know, now, the, the interesting thing between the two is that drinking these two different bourbons, you know that I love Wild Turkey 101. Like That's one of my favorite industrial standby go-to bourbons forever. And the Old Forester's right there. I mean, that, just, that tastes so much like wild well, turkey, it's ridiculous.
7: It's made by the same company.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's that not surprising. I would love that because that is absolutely one of my favorite drinks. So, you know, that's great. But this, this, this. uh, Corn and rubbers. This, this. (laughs)
6: Oh
0: my God.
4: (laughs) You're
6: mashing in with real corn (laughs) harvested from the sewage plant. You've heard of
1: peaberry coffee? Uh, He has peaberry whiskey. Yeah, but you know what? This is just, this this whiskey is far superior. (laughs) I can taste the
0: biscuits in that.
1: I can taste gunpowder and sodomy. i c I don't know what I said, just grabbing by the biscuits. Yeah. Sodomy geese. Yeah. That is I mean,
0: and that is funny that these you know, that there's that much real estate, that much money between these two bottles.
7: Yeah. So like if an oak plank was shattered by a cannonball yeah. and a shard shot through your mouth and right. lodged yeah. in your mouth, uh-huh. it would maybe taste a little bit like what the ocean does. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm getting a little Captain Jack Sparrow from. I'm, this. S- I'm getting uh, just getting waffles yeah. of scurvy like, and if you If you smell this, if you smell it, <laughs> oh, it's like somebody hasn't bathed in like six weeks and they've been on a boat. So it's fucking beautiful. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you need another, another blast of the bourbon there. Yeah,
1: yeah that's definitely what I need. Six a.m. is coming so quickly, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Where's your keys? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's why I you ride that Uber like that it. I took. He's great. <laughs> yeah, he's he good. My shit all the way to the game. He's gonna tow my bike all the Literally, way home. It's gonna be awesome. Him. I don't know
0: how it happened that when I got <laughs> out of my
1: hotel room, my van was there. That guy was magical. It's a mystery. It a it's, mystery. A mis- it's-, it's a mystery. We should hysterical. get the guy from Ancient Aliens to look into this. That guy was great. Uh, that was
0: the best Uber ever because not only did he bring me home, but he brought my van home too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah excellent that was one of those nights man that was one of those nights. you deserved it though that was a great trip congratulations Thank you that it was a really lot of fun, fun. Yeah.
0: yeah so we'll see what happens when we do it next year but yes you know we're gonna have to massage this trip a lot because is there a tentative date yet <laughs> no we're gonna have to be careful because the reason we had to do it early is they're going to the sun road which is in glacier national park once it snows there the roads closed. now it has snowed twice already but they didn't close the road and the road has closed as early as, like, September, September 21st, September 22nd. And looking at looking at the average for the past 30 years... Sounds like George Jetson. October 7th or October 8th seems to be the magic number. Like, getting there before October 8th is a really smart thing to do. Now, <laughs> this year we were unseasonably warm, and so I don't think the road's going to close for a few more weeks yet. Hmm. But... Uh, that doesn't mean a weird blizzard couldn't pop up and just shut that fucker down, because when you get there and you see it, you'll understand why they can't plow it. Right. You'll understand why they just close it. Well, I, I've been in Yellowstone. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm sorry, I've been in uh, Flagstaff.
5: Yep. In the summer, like in August, and it starts snowing. I mean, like I said the worst a blizzard long time in, ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was uh, granted it was a long time ago, but yeah. we were. In, in Flagstaff and it's snowing in August. Yeah, so. it is
0: it is a very strange place. Weather there can happen and change very fucking quickly. And that's, that's one of those things you have to be prepared for. So doing a car trip, I don't want to do the car trip in July because national parks, when kids are off school, are fucking jammed up. And if you ever look at any videos, I shot a video in Yosemite, dash cam video, of me making a run of Yosemite where I made the whole run in the in the van and never stopped. Like so, once I got out of the tunnels, it was smooth sailing. I never had to stop, and that's almost unheard of, because really, what a Yosemite is. Unfortunately, it's turned into a, a wonderful place to drive your car. Well, that turns into a 9,000 car pileup as you're trying to go through this beautiful piece of serene nature. And that's where it sucks. I mean, like, you don't go to these things so you can sit in a seven-hour traffic jam. Right. Well, that's a big part of it when you go there during the summertime when the kids are out of school. I went there when the kids are all back in school, and it's COVID. So none of that park shit is open. It's less desirable to go. And I can do things like, you know, a full pull, like getting it and, and getting from the tunnels to the end of the park in one shot without having to stop because of nine hundred different things, and usually those are RV-related things, or like people getting out. Like I got to stop because I can take a picture of this eagle or something, uh, and then it
1: you know ties up traffic. Get run for so, over
3: by the buffalo.
1: So Fuck. I have a question for yeah. you. So I, mean, I know you've been doing this for twenty plus years, yeah. right? But when you leave on these things, and you're, le- I, I know like is awesome, and James is awesome, and, mm-hmm. and Sparky's awesome. You have great people working for you. Oh yeah. But is do there a you- question here? No, yeah. I'm saying like. Yeah. How does it feel to be away from the shop? Because you are not, you don't do a lot of other things besides the shop except right. for that's when you go world. on these trips, right. right? Yeah, that's my So world. how does that feel to be it away from? It used to be really
0: tough. So it used to be really hard for me to leave, and I would panic and freak out all the time. And then uh, James and Renee are so good. Yeah. But they they will actually take it the other direction. So they will go out of their way to not call me. So, like, I, I'm not joking. If there was a fire here, it would have to be a pretty substantial fire for them to call me they'd handle it they'd handle it and so very rarely will they call me about anything they respect my private time and likewise when they're on when they're on vacation too we respect that too because everybody here works really hard so we do try to make sure that when we're out fucking off and having our vacation that our people respect that Mm -hmm. and they do a great job of insulating me from the worries of the shop
1: right but you're still the owner and I get a one star
0: review on Tuesday so like i left on monday delivered a bike on monday delivered a car on tuesday and then tuesday or wednesday night i got i was on the road and i've got wi-fi and i downloaded my mail and i had a one-star google review oh geez. and i was this one-star review and i was like oh shit so i sent james a message renee a message that says like hey can anybody tell me about this we got a one-star review well it turns out it was a guy that we hadn't touched his bike since 2011 hmm huh. He gave us a one-star review in 2011 because he brought in a piece of shit Suzuki, like an 83 Suzuki, that had 19 problems, and ultimately he told us he needed a tune-up. And then when we got to like the fifth problem, we were like, no, nah, uh-uh. you're trying to lie to us. Like you're, right. you're putting us in position so we can be the bad guy. So ultimately, I was like, I'm delivering your bike back to your house at no charge. Well, I delivered the bike back to his house, and I'd forgotten the key. So i'd forgotten the key back at the shop so i delivered the bike to his house but i had to mail him the key well he thought we were trying to be sneaky or something but realistically we just didn't want to work on his bike yeah right and he left us a one-star review back then too but for some reason somebody must have kicked kicked his cage and, and nine did, you know, years later he decided he needed geez. to leave us another one-star review
1: so yeah. that was a super hardcore harley guy yeah in leather pants leather jacket leather vest over the leather jacket yeah Listening to Miley Cyrus's party in the USA. Yeah, I heard that. As he went by. Yeah, was, that was, that was awesome. As USA. you were talking about this great right. thing. So exactly. That super but soft. That is super <laughs> soft. Super soft. That is fucking 10-ply. <laughs> <ten> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is 10-ply right but, there. but I always
1: wondered. I just wondered because I know how I don't even, like when I had my business, yeah. and, like do whatever, it's hard to leave. And it used to be hard for me to leave and
0: I used to hate going to scooter rallies and stuff and going to do the fun stuff because I was like, oh, the shop. And the, there was a period of time when I would not go to the events right. and I would stay at the shop. Because I didn't want to miss the opportunity, but I've become more secure, and I've also become more jaded. So right. it's like if you want to buy a bike, you'll do it under my terms, and if that doesn't work for you, fuck off. Well, the, you right. the older
5: you get, yeah, the more you don't give a fuck, and
0: that's true. It's like you don't care right. if
5: you're fat and you're walking around and you're yeah, in your yeah, underwear. Yeah. Nobody gives a,
0: you don't give a shit. I, t- <laughs> I tell my wife all the time. <laughs> that's a
5: great analogy. <laughs> it is. I tell <laughs> when you're young, you're like, "Well, I can't yeah, do is so I got to go to a diet yeah. for a summer."
0: Well, Jesus. no, I've really you know, in these last 20 years of my life, I have really developed a very good. Don't give a fuck gene.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I don't give a fuck about anything.
5: It's just, it's just <laughs> it's
1: more good. Like, it's it's. I and when you hit that, it's the greatest day of your life. Yeah. When you hit the fucking I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. and my wife will get a, my wife will get really, you know, upset
0: about stuff at her job and stuff. And I'll just be like, well, you know what? A lot of this could be
1: taken care of if you just didn't care.
5: You just gave your balls a time.
1: (laughs) They say there's a whole video series on YouTube about people that quit their job, but they have to work two weeks. Right. Right? And they're like, this is the greatest two weeks of my life. Yeah, because you know you're leaving. And you don't give give a fuck at all. Yeah. and and like some of these people are, they're not even being rude or they're not being awful no but it's just that freedom of not giving a fuck right and if you can apply that to life you're doing fucking good man
0: it is a a nice thing too though when I do the trips and stuff like that a big part of the trips for me is getting away from my phone and getting away from technology Mm -hmm. and going on a long walk and I love going on long walks Mm -hmm. I love going as much as people know that I don't like to run or exercise (laughs) I love to fuck off what's that in the park yeah
6: yeah. I as just, long as you can walk at your own pace you're at
0: exactly and I just I love walking for a couple three miles and then stop and I'll you know I'll have a I'll have a beef stick or something or I'll eat a gummy bear and uh, not medicinal just a regular gummy bear Well, oh, I'd have all the medicinal Well, yeah, you know, that's the funny thing is this whole week like I didn't smoke any cigarettes the only time I drank was at the undertow mm-hmm. so I barely had any liquor I didn't
1: have any cigarettes no detox at all or <laughs> no that's no? pretty much no. that's yeah. it I'm, I'm
0: I'm more of a binge and purge drinker. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not like a, hey, I got to have three drinks a day to keep yeah, me happy. Right, right, no, right. I'm not that way. I tend to be like, no, no drinks at all for three or four days Yeah. and then five or six really good drinks
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, and right. then
0: no drinks at all for three or four days. Yeah. So I'm very much a binge and purge drinker. That's yeah, very, very easy for me. But it is, it is funny. It's like normally these trips though, these trips would be like nine tiki bars. You know, <laughs> I'd be in a 10 day trip. That's 10 tiki bars. Right. right? Yeah, you're like, you're driving 200 miles out of your way to go to a Tiki Bar? Yep, yep. I did. I went from Flagstaff to Phoenix
1: to go to the undertow. Right. But Fuck you were yes, yes. totally worth you it. You were also in what, you know, if you're religious, you call it God's country. Right. If you're yeah. not, you call it the universe's well, fucking, fucking armpit, like yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. So right. like, I mean, that's a, that's a high in itself. Like it, just is. Seeing it is, that, seeing you know? that kind of shit
0: is just magical. Yeah.
1: And you know what I did
0: discover is that um, at no point did I wish I was on a motorcycle.
1: No, wow, yeah, really,
0: yeah, and I know that's gonna freak out a lot of fucking people, right? Because there is not a single motorcycle I've ever owned that I can sleep on, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the magical thing about this trip. Was I'm was just like driving along, and I was like, "Fuck, man,
1: I'm okay. getting tired." Yeah. Challenge
5: accepted.
0: And
1: uh, sleep. <laughs> <on, laughs> I put my fucking Steve's van. It's gonna put, have a purple mattress on the monkey. I put <laughs> my van in park. I
0: put my van in park. I got out of the van. I stretched my legs. I looked around at nature's splendor around me. I was
1: like, this is amazing. So how was how was the light? There's no light pollution, right? Nothing. So you got to see the whole fucking universe. The whole goddamn
0: universe.
1: Yeah. I saw your anus. <laughs> and, and, uh, It was magical. I apologize for everybody. I'm sorry.
0: I, I could squint. I could just see Uranus, But it was like, it was so good. And I I was like, this is great. I opened up all the windows in the van. And I took a giant shit <laughs> on the other
1: side of a ridge
0: <laughs> i walked over I please
1: tell the... me it was like a 700 foot
0: drop it Are was green gonna... i don't know i knew why it was green but <laughs> i put green i leaned against a tree that i don't know you know what animal <laughs> leaned against it before me but yeah. i leaned against the tree i had a handful of baby wipes i couldn't have been happier yeah right
1: I, I was like, I took a was, giant chip. Was there a bear trying to hawk you, Charmin? <laughs>
0: Yo, man, you got a square?
7: Took <laughs> a brother up.
1: And
0: I loved it. And when I got back to the van, I I I literally opened up the van doors, and there is this bed that is perfect. I mean, it's perfect in every way. Can't it's a it. big, beautiful, elevated bed, and I can look out the windows in any direction and see awesomeness and nature's splendor. Come on, man. What part of... And like, I've done this before on motorcycles, but it always invents, involves setting up too small of a tent right. on not enough of an air mattress <laughs> with not enough sleeping bag right. and generally being miserable. Well, when you have an entire van with you, you can bring all your stuff, Right. you know, I get you know, I got my little rapid boil coffee maker thing for the morning, my little jet boil mm-hmm. and like, I've got all my good shit that I want to have with me so mm-hmm. I can wake up in the morning and be like, oh what am I going to have for breakfast this morning okay well I could either have a protein bar and drive into the next town and get a proper food or I can make something that I have here and it's a van so it's not like it's not even like it sucks like campers yeah, I was going to
6: say yeah. like an RV is yeah. great and everything but yeah. you can't go as fast it's, right. not, it's like you almost have too much energy. it's great to go and set up the stand it for yeah. a while but you know you're, you're traveling light you've just got the bare necessity. I'm
0: running 85 miles an hour down the road I can park anywhere and nobody thinks I'm camping. Nobody pays any attention to me because right. right. I don't have signs on the side of my van that says I'm sleeping in it. Right. And I can generally just pull in anywhere and go to sleep. Back it's all fantastic. Day. And real realistically, I have no complaints about that. And as much as I love riding motorcycles, this is one of those great arguments where it'd be like the best thing would be a motorcycle on the back. So like a motorcycle on the back of the van, pull in, have a great sleep. Take the motorcycle off the back. Go fucking ride all the curvy yeah, roads. Fuck off all you want. And come back and put the motorcycle back in the back of the van and go fuck off to another destination. Right? Um, I got to, you know, I've been doing the van camping thing for a little while. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love it. And it's well, I don't
1: like, think you'll ever feel like out of place because like no. you have a part of home with you. It's just real convenient.
0: And yeah. it does. it. I did that a lot on this trip where I was just like, fuck it. I'm tired. Well, you know, do I want to? If you can do a 10 day trip and spend two nights in a hotel, three nights in the bike, totally did. Third night in the hotel was a bonus because it was a $39 hotel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you saved, I mean, like, even if you did seven days, you saved yeah. like six, seven hundred bucks. My total costs. You saved
6: the pain in the
1: ass if
6: I have to find a hotel. Right. Bell, yeah. Go there, book yeah. in, take care your stuff up to the room. Right. Only just, I mean, you can just stop and fall asleep
0: right My total, total costs on the trip, out everything. Out Food, gas, lodging, everything on the trip for ten days. My total cost was nine hundred and eleven dollars. Holy shit! That's yeah. amazing. Nine hundred eleven bucks. So, $911. so wow. it cost me nine hundred eleven. Now, here's what's funny is I haven't figured out my tolls yet. But that that'll add into it, but it's not much because the only thing tolls was the Minneapolis to Cleveland but so here's what's funny though is i got paid 700 to transport the car to oklahoma city Mm -hmm. and i got paid 250 to transport the motor the scooter to columbus
1: oh so So that's 950 yeah
0: and then i picked up the fireball in minneapolis and i'm going to transport that to connecticut and that's 450 so i'm making money on this yeah so but it's it's pretty good but yeah i do love that you know I did a trip one time in a Honda Civic Wago van. <laughs> if anybody knows what a Honda Civic Wago van is, it's a Honda Civic with a high top. Oh. Yeah. And the seats fold remarkably flat in that. Oh yeah. And that is another good road trip, like cheap road trip vehicle. Cause you're 36 miles for the gallon and you can sleep in it awesomely. It's yeah. like a really good sleeping vehicle. So that's another one. If you want to take a cheap a cheap road trip, find a vehicle that has a perfectly flat sleeping surface. Yep. you know station wagon minivan high ace Ace. exactly yeah i mean like that stuff having a perfectly flat sleeping surface in the back is gold because you can just pull in anywhere and it's like perfect yeah
1: so before we wrap this up we have a very serious topic to talk about this Uh, is like more more than the presidential election and this is very serious yeah in two more podcasts 300. 300 300 is 300 yeah 300 and so we've had people con- think, I've, I've yeah. had several people contact me yeah. said I will drive 9 hours to come and hang out with you guys yeah i i think that it's only fair right
0: that we should do something special for our 300th podcast i think so yeah i think this is important yeah i think it's important so we
5: Certainly we need a good bottle
1: <laughs> well or or three <laughs> the uh so and I think this one needs, to be, on I think, I think needs yeah. to be on a Friday. Two ninety eight. I think the three hundred needs to be on a Friday because we need to n- yeah. we need a Saturday to recover to recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: October eighth, that's now. Right, two ninety eight. Right, the ocho. So next week, <laughs> right? So next week
1: is going to be two ninety
0: nine. Uh, two ninety nine. So old strategy, Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Bold strategy. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> So what is that going to be? That's going uh, to be just weekend? before Halloween. Just oh before Halloween. Oh, my God. Right? That yeah. is perfect. Yeah, because so the, the 299 will be
1: on the 15th. Okay. Right? So that means that 15 plus 7 is what? That's a lot of money. 22. That's 22. enough yeah, 22. That's close, wow. enough, to, that's close enough to Halloween. I think so. So we should probably mandatory costume. <sighs>
0: oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mandatory costume. Costumes, yeah
1: mandatory bring some kind of alcohol that's yeah. not a beer right we'll do it here at the shop shop yeah and if you want it we need to rsvp though we need yes, to know who's coming yeah we do need to know who's coming so if you're listening to this and the you want to come mattresses in the shop yeah. 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 yeah yeah but we need to know we can't have just people show up right and be a part well, of this so we, i
5: mean why don't we i'm not saying we have to do this but wouldn't right. it be nice to just go someplace to camp and just stay there Oh well, well okay, I mean if we use my property yeah. in Ogol you could we could do the fire. Yeah. I mean if, if the, the weather. We we uh, we we yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, that's a
1: good idea. really good idea. We should make it we should make it we should make it special.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. But the house you have a the house there too. I mean, no, the
4: house is a shithole. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's still a shithole you <laughs> <laughs> could put a tent <laughs> in or something. That's like whatever. it's Halloween.
5: Right.
0: Is it spooky? I'm not going in that shithole. Well, but if people could then they could have the option of sleeping in their cars or sleeping yeah. in the tent or whatever. We yeah, could
1: sleep in the house too. I right. Well, yeah. well, let's announce this next week. We'll yeah, let's announce, we'll figure it out next we'll week. We'll figure it let's out. Sleep
0: at the plant.
1: <laughs> the no. shit plant. They yeah. yeah. Oh, party at the shit yeah. plant, dude. Sorry, can't yeah. handle
0: it, dude. No, no factory challenges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's, no there's no smell. There's no smell.
2: What could happen? Yeah. What, what could ha- possibly
1: happen?
2: COVID two Fall off an
1: eight <laughs> hundred foot cliff covid becomes a creature i watch dog <laughs> i watch dogma and that was seriously <laughs>
0: it's a shit monster yeah so okay so, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it but yeah for 300 we should do something special yeah. special and Definitely we should special. Do that. and whether we do a camping a uh, camping podcast um because it, it'll, it'll be cold we might do shooting yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. Can? oh yeah we
1: can't shoot out there
0: we can yes.
1: we that will was a, that was that's the, the answer style. to the affirmative can i, I can i suggest one thing though? yeah, yeah. We will film the whole thing with not only the GoPro but cameras, yeah. and I'll yeah, bring yeah. a friend, yeah. Yeah. and we'll make it into a special. All right, we'll cool. make it into a oh, full yeah. special. We're also,
7: around both, the
5: properties next to each other. The other one's vacant. Yeah. Ride all
1: the way around all the properties. Okay. City. Oh, mini bike racing. Mini bikes. Oh, mini okay. bike racing. Right. So, right. Cinch, can you
3: bring uh, Jimmy Hanlon's uh, girlfriend? Uh-
1: Which one you want? <laughs> 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 if, uh, let me tell you this way if you watch those shows, there's one girl that if you have enough cocaine, she will show up. I'm just telling you oh, right oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well. So
0: I think that's a good idea. I think that's a decent idea for a, a good burner for the 300. I th- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have
1: to, th- 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 that's celebrate, a monumental thing.
0: It is monumental. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of years. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah, an old podcast. All right. Well, cool. I think that's it. Well,
1: we need boys to come back to their so microphone. Yeah, so we can sing it. All out. right.
0: Yeah. I love the way everybody's, I love the way three of us, 50% of our podcast migrated to the to fire, to the, fire. For the <laughs> burn barrel. When I was doing that earlier, James was like, Do you think you're going to need that? I'm like, Oh, yeah. We're oh, gonna yeah. Need yeah, that. It, yeah it, we're going to need a burn it, barrel. It's winter. Yeah. yeah. It's officially winter. Yeah. Up until, I like the, up the until three days ago, that had oil in it. Yes. Yeah.
1: In, in, in fact, today it had oil in it. I it think. did. That yeah. Help I made a bit of a mess. We yeah. <laughs> <No, that laughs> made a fine. bit of a mess <laughs> making, our,
0: making our burn barrel today. I love how the bell ray has stayed on the side though. Oh, it's yeah. great. That's it's no fantastic.
1: longer blue though. No, the blue is gone. It's gone. It's yeah. been
0: deblued. Yeah. yeah, it's been. And de-blued. we all have
1: cancer now. But besides yeah, we're that, that, it's great. Yeah,
0: it's so, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good burn barrel. Yeah. good solid burn barrel. Anybody else got anything else? No. Fuck it. Ride fast and take chances.
4: this is so much better than. All my